Good morning, Kindred, and welcome to Mayday Roleplay's playthrough of Vampire the Masquerade, Chronicle We're Calling Vegas by Night. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and subscribing to our Patreon and for sticking by Mayday Roleplay for two years already. It feels incredible to say that we have been creating wonderful content with some of our closest friends and engaging with the community for two wonderful years. If you're wondering how you can get in on that engagement, you can catch our stream here every other Saturday for our main show. You can follow us on all major platforms as well as Spotify and SoundCloud for podcast-friendly recordings of all our major shows and streams. And finally, you can donate to us on Patreon and join our Patreon Discord. It's a wonderful space where you get the opportunity to speak with us on a personal level about everything we're creating and get in on Patreon community-ran games, tabletop discussions, and the most important, the sharing of all of our pet photos. <laughs> in more news, there will be a Doom to Repeat debrief as well as an Orpheus debrief on the way soon, detailing and answering all of the questions put forward by the fans of the show as well as the cast members themselves. Keep a lookout for its release. I don't think we have a date yet, but I'm sure someone will correct me very soon. Other than that, Please check out our Delta Green campaign, Doomed to Repeat, our D&D campaign, Ashoka, and our old World of Darkness campaign using the Orpheus system, all of which are available on all major podcasting platforms and our Twitch. Before we get started today, I just want to remind everyone that Vampire the Masquerade can be a dark setting, and as such, there are content warnings for any watching. Please be advised that there may be violent themes, plenty of adult language, and the exploration of darker subjects. Please take care of yourself and be aware. Humanity was cursed. And through our own selfish nature, we were mutated, changed. The jealousy inherent in every red blood cell led to a brother killing a brother in haste. So now we walk forever as Cain did we die forever. And we will never know the compassion Abel was capable of in punishment for our hubris. We will hide among them, acting like sheep, waiting for the moment the vein is exposed. We will call ourselves kindred and those we eat kind. We will convince ourselves that power is tangible after death and that to kill is human. We will build towers in our own name in an effort to build something that will outlast our pain. We will lie, buy, cheat, and steal until the only thing left is a shell of what we once were. We will kill our darlings. Welcome to Vegas by night. Las Vegas has always been home to the lost. Formed into every slab of concrete used to construct the modern-day kingdom in the desert was an unexplainable love for the broken, the bad, the fleeing masses of the world. If you were broken, destitute, the city promised a life of luxury if you only pulled the right lever. If you were rich and lacking in any moral proclivity, this was a haven for your darkest desires, your worst wishes, where you could truly see the expanse of your own power. If you were on the run from a version of yourself you no longer wanted to see on the other side of the mirror, a name that no longer exists, an address that only returns to sender. Las Vegas would open its gates and embrace you with its loving arms only to loot your wallet the second your back was turned. In this way, 
Las Vegas has always been a vampire, feeding off those seeking haven, taking from a herd it promised a life to, and subsisting off the corpse of a dream that is already dead. That's what drew the kindred here. It drew Howard Hughes and Ellis Iverson so long ago, then Benedict and the Rothsteins in the 80s, Arthur Cost at the turn of the millennium, and finally Prince Aloysius Grant. It brought leagues of the world's most ambitious kindred to establish a life in a den of sin. A place where the city never truly slumbered through the night, where a stranger is always a friend, and the blinking lights of neon signs only offered safety. The city now sits in the state of torpor, a gridlocked moment of gritted teeth. The former administration of the kindred's political giant, the Camarilla, have been all but eradicated from the city's face in the wake of a very public assassination of their previous prince, Arthur Cost. It only meant for a Pyrrhic victory, though, on the side of the Anarchs, headed up by Ellis Iverson. The death of a prince causes an attention unlike any kindred has ever seen. And soon, the force of power that every kindred fears was laying wake to the city in a string of firestorms. With both sides retreating to bolster forces, a strange, unspoken truce entered into Vegas's politics, and the desert began to calm. But away from the mind of ever-living kings, a smaller world still breathes at the street level of Vegas. Far from the penthouse view, all manner of Vegas's own begin to rise. Tourists and gamblers, showmen and fighters, the starlets and sect workers, the junkies and prophets all move through the strip to try and scrape a living out of what's left. And even lower, the lowest, some would say. The childer look up at a city that could one day be theirs. For now, our childer, our coterie, are far from the neon gates. In an unmarked vehicle provided by a Camarilla representative, Santos, one half of our kindred, are on their way via the I-12 and I-70 on a 20-hour round trip to meet on the outskirts of Denver, Colorado at the dreary trappings of an old warehouse by the name of Golden Shipping limited. To begin, I'd like to introduce myself and the cast. I'm Caleb James Miller, and today I'll be your storyteller. If we could start with Aaron, please. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm Aaron, and I'm playing Enoch. <clears throat> I'm... Is it me now? No, go, go, go. No, you're already there. Okay, uh, I'm Allegra, and I'm playing Mal. I'm Amanda, and I'm playing Allison. I'm Eli, and I'm playing Niles. I'm Sergio, and I'm playing John Burroughs. I'm Vince, so I will be playing Ragel. I'm Zach, and I will be playing Sybil. This is to be their first step in a long journey to understanding who they are. All of them untested, afraid of what they've become, and only barely initiated into their current cursed state. This is the beginning of the end of Vegas by night. Now we start in this car. You're heading down I-15 straight through to I-70 all the way from Las Vegas to Denver, Colorado. Those in the car are Eli, Sergio, Zakia, Amanda, and Aaron. Now you've already had this day ahead of yourselves. You've spent the day in this car. Uh, uh, let's start with Sergio playing Burroughs. 
Burroughs, could you tell me how this last day with the rest of your your short uh, shortly met compatriots has been? How have you guys made it through? How did the first leg of the journey go? You're now in your second night, or did you guys bed down? How is the car? Just tell me anything you'd like to tell us about Burroughs and his time in the last day, as well as uh, anything we need to know about this situation. Well, maybe we all give a little character description too. What do you think sure. uh, for everybody? Um, so Burroughs is a gentleman in his, it's a little hard to tell. It looks like he's may have died at the age of 38 or 45. It's a little hard to tell because he's about 50 pounds overweight, has this kind of light, almost blonde hair, beard, uh, lots of grays in it. And he wears a red Hawaiian shirt uh, has this has these prayer beads around his neck, and he's got a bunch of rings on his fingers, but dresses in a shorts shorts and uh, uh, flip flops, and um, he probably would have insisted on driving. Uh, he has his own vehicle. Is that something that he could have taken? Was uh, his own? Absolutely, vehicle? yeah. Do you want to okay. give us a description of yeah. what this very overweight? vampire grandpa in his beach shorts and prayer beads just driving around he he's driving a baby blue lincoln town car convertible uh at night he'll he'll lower the top but obviously during the day that's not possible um burroughs is a ravnos and i think that he probably would have asked some of the other local ravnos in town what would be some good spots along the way towards denver to stop at. I know that the Ravnos are, you know, they have their their hideouts and their stowaway places. So I think he probably would be aiming for those. And if we miss those, then we put garbage bags over the windows and spend the night in the car. But I think the first night we probably would have found a spot, a, 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 a an abandoned, you know, gas station or or I like to think maybe there's an abandoned bowling alley because there's no windows in a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. That was the first night, and Burroughs is a very friendly, outgoing guy, so the the group by now either likes him or really finds him obnoxious. I love that. We can work with the idea that you spoke with Dean, a member of the Vardo, the most important member of the Vardo clan of Ravnos out of Vegas, and he located some spots on a map for you. Let's assume that you have that map with you now. Uh, and I love this idea of you guys staying in a bowling alley. You, you found friendly lanes along the way that was in a two-shit town off the, the side of the I-15, and you spent the night there before moving on to your next part of the journey there. Um, and, and as Burroughs say, uh, said, he's a very charismatic guy, but maybe some of you have grown tired of the powder blue aesthetic on this old man, and I'm sure you've been playing music throughout this uh, town car. I've been playing a lot of music, been asking everyone about music, like almost as if he's been in a time capsule or something and is just like so curious about, oh, you know, well, what are the kids listening to these days? And just asking questions and things like that, being very chatty. I love that. Perfect. Uh, so moving on to our next uh, uh, compatriot here, Eli, do you want to tell us a little bit about how Niles has been taking in this last day some of the preparation that goes into it and as much as we can know about Niles at this point um Niles uh is uh probably been trying to keep to themselves most of the time um 
they've uh, they've been uh, they have a raven with them, so they've been primarily just kind of like low key talking to said raven, like, and it's been like squawking back at it. So they've just been kind of doing that thing. Um, but for the most part, just absolutely just tucked in a corner, keeping to themselves. Um, Niles is kind of like now today's look is because Niles kind of changes her look up, but uh, Niles has like a, a mop of like messy hair that just kind of goes all over the place. Um, a long like flannel jacket with like a, a, a tank top underneath and just ripped up jeans and some boots. Um, she's just been like lazy and loud about like once we're in like the bowling alley, just found a place to just kind of like kick up boots and just like slouch like heavy into a chair and just arms crossed um, and just hanging out. That's pretty much what Niles has been doing. I love that. Has Spoons, your Raven, been uh, cautious of this environment? Does it yeah. seem excited to be out here? What, what's the general um, feeling for both them and Niles? The initial, like, traveling has been, like, bothersome. Like, it doesn't like to be contained in, like, a car moving. Uh, it would rather be out and about. But during, like, when we're resting, Spoons will, like, hang out for a little bit. But then we'll kind of, like, bounce around to the different members who are with us, kind of observing them and just looking. And then, like, might run outside, do, a, like, a perimeter sweep and eventually come back. And then seems to, like, just be, like, whispering. And Niles is kind of, like, talking to them once they return. And then they're, like, exchanging, like, conversation a little bit. Absolutely. So flying down I-15 as fast as we can get it with the top-down gospel music blasting, a raven perching on each of your shoulders or occasionally dropping back so we get this beautiful bird's-eye view of six kindred uh, or, or five kindred sh- cutting through the desert into the night there. Uh, I, I have a qu- uh, Burroughs has a quick question for Niles. I think potty trained. It, it's mean, not going to shit on my car, right? No, I mean, I, yeah, it won't shit on your car. I promise. What's his name? S- spoons. That's me, spoons. And I'll just, I'll just keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Perfect. a weird, like head nod. <laughs> Oh, with that out of the way and the first two of what is eventually going to become an absolute shithouse of a convertible uh, with the bird and gospel music blasting through. Let's go to Sybil. Sybil, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Sakia, if you want to go through? Yes. Uh, Sybil is probably the like s- smaller, I think shorter person in the group. Um, they have a collared shirt on pretty much always, and this, like, floofy jacket um, that does not match the tone of the shirt at all, uh, but it is all giving Ross dress for less realness. Uh, They have bleached, short-cut hair, um, dark red lip, and eyeliner that definitely was started and restarted, but is fine. Um, They have been psyching themselves up for this trip for a very long time pretty much from once they found out about it it's been like planning about how good and perfect it's going to be and then immediately getting in a car with gospel music and a whole bird has just completely thrown that out the window i think sybil is constantly mean mugging spoons i don't think they get along um and at first she thought she was going to have a problem with john because of just his overall vibe but it is like spoons is the nemesis. 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. They're still trying to like get ten steps ahead of this part of the trip that is just driving. So they're like checking traffic and like looking ahead and looking behind all the time. But it's just the road. I feel that there's a lot of concentrated silence in this car. That Burroughs fills the noise because he's so used to it. But for the most part, all of you are thinking about just how important this could be. Everything that I was on on the other side of this. And that is no more true than for Sybil. This is Sybil's big moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's just counting variables. I love that. Finally, to introduce into this car, uh, the next part of this shit show um, that exclusively comes in a pair. Um, I won't tell who to go first, but Amanda and Aaron, um, if you guys would like to introduce speaking your Speaking of quiet, that's not happening right now because <clears throat> you will be hearing a lot of ruffling and... Like, because uh, Allison right now it is, she's right now in the back, Strally, Enoch, and they're just making out, ignoring everybody else right now. Perfect. Um, I would like to know now who is sitting in the back with these two. (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Your choices are the bird and the gospel singer. Or the yeah. two that are now eating off of each other in the back seat there. Literally. Oh. <laughs> no, it's only the first one. Let's not. Yeah, we'll start off like there. We'll assume they get the empty seat then. Um, as for my uh, my two, could we get an idea of what Allison yeah. and Enoch look like? What they've spent the last day with? What they've been up to since uh, since leaving Vegas? Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, I will let Enoch go into description of himself. Uh, Alison is just, is, I would say right now she is dressed very simply because of this mission. So she's not bringing her, her good gear. She's not bringing her good clothes. So, but we got a leather pants and a simple black t-shirt cause you know, hides the blood and you can throw it away better. doesn't matter. But, uh, her little makeup kit and hair stuff is already in the trunk and frankly she is a little uh, she's a little bit uh she tried to take over the music but they kept like that other christian music was just too much so she just said fuck it literally and it's just making out with enoch <laughs> so like high i would think of it like a high-end kind of society like reality kardashian kind of character that's allison for you love it Enoch, you want to tell us a little bit? Yeah, so when Enoch isn't uh, busy, he uh, is kind of just, you know, staring out into space, not looking anybody in the eye. It's like if if someone's, you know, trying to, like, address him or make, like, a a social lock on him, he kind of just looks through them, not at them. Uh, And he's, he's a taller, kind of gaunter guy. Uh, dressed in a black on black Prada suit. 
that's all messed up. Like it's it's not like like it was nice maybe two days ago, but it hasn't been changed in a while. So it's like got ruffles in it. Some of the buttons have like fallen off and are undone. And his hair is kind of like the same way. It looks like it was done up nice maybe like two days ago, but now it's all just kind of like frizzy and and messed up. Beautiful. Mostly due to current <laughs> actions. That's why. But yes. Yeah, of course. He, he's busy. He's been working. Uh, accomplishing things in this car. Our powder blue convertible is rushing down this this uh, I-70 road. On the way through, we've had this long leg of journey. It's a 10-hour trip, so that first night you had to have accomplished a, a sheer amount just to get through uh, Utah and, and, and moving towards Colorado itself uh, along I-15 through I-70, right? Uh, you stayed in your bowling alley, uh, and it seems as though there hasn't been a lot of conversation outside of Burroughs asking for music taste and Enoch and Allison accomplishing what they've been accomplishing. Um, but now we're closer to the end of this first 10-hour leg. Uh, we are approaching into Colorado, just on the outskirts of Denver. Uh, we are just about arriving at our destination. The car is speeding through. Is there any conversation in the car? There's nerves. You can feel in your chest. You don't feel anymore. But sometimes there are these twinges of that other voice that lives in the cavity of what your body once was. And they feel for you. And you can hear that that, that voice inside of you, that person that is also there with you, is very excited over the prospect of what could be on the other side, the horizon of Denver. But what's happening in this car? I think as we're passing through Utah, Enoch will probably um, mention at some point that, um, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, (laughs) So sorry. Um, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) As we all are. (laughs) Um... But he's I, I think he, he he'll probably at some point take a break from what's going on with Atlison. Um, I assume they kind of tire out at some point temporarily. <laughs> no, she's temporarily. A bitch. OK, OK. <laughs> I should be um, you annoying me now. But he, he probably um, he, he makes some remark about Joseph Smith and false prophets and how weird it is here. And there is a huge amount of that Mormon population in Vegas. You've just come Mm. from the old Mormon fort, a huge population that rims out the locals of that community in Nevada. So you guys are all vaguely familiar of the Mormons and their their prophets and their goals. And all of it seems very uh, futile now that you've experienced what you've experienced. Or maybe it feels the opposite, more important than ever. The pious ones taste extra good. What does that mean? Speaking of tasting good, uh, driving through Denver reminds me of, uh, I used to do a lot of tours through Denver. Y'all ever been to the, uh, what's it called? The the Coal Mining Company, I think is the name of it. You ever been to that restaurant? There's a place in Denver that does something called the Fool's Gold Loaf. All right, listen to this. It's a whole French roll. They take a whole thing of peanut butter and they put on one side. They put a whole thing of jelly on the other side. And in the center is a pound of bacon. It's real good. Okay. 
No, I was, um... And this is some kind of cry for help? <laughs> no, it's a delicious sandwich. I, I was going to suggest that we uh, we go after we finish whatever the hell it is we're up to. I... No. Do you, do you still eat food? Yeah, don't you? No. No? Not really? Oh, I feel so bad for you two. It's, it's... Oh, so you do eat food. Oh, absolutely. I just, I just, like, that's too much, though. That's, if you're going to do it, you do it delicately. Like, get chocolate. Give me... But what's the point of being dead? We can't eat all the good stuff now. eat the quality. Don't, yeah, but don't eat trash. I mean, you're going to get a steak. Get a steak. Don't get, like, McDonald's. Ugh. Well, you're going to be rethinking uh, that steak once you have this no. fool's gold loaf. I'm telling let you. me tell you, I'll, let me take you to another place. It's near the Four Seasons. That's where we need it. All right. That's where the best stuff is. Gaspacho. Not to sort of think outside the bun of this conversation, but what if we just did the job and then went home? Oh, you got to like celebrate a little bit, Sybil. I'm celebrating by going home. You do realize that we are being watched and examined. You might as well just show and relax. That's what I'm saying. Imagine, even if we execute this exactly the way I hope that we will, they're watching us and we stop at this, I don't even remember what you called it. My brain is just telling me slot. Gold mine company. Thank you. (laughs) And just have this crime sandwich if we had a perfect score, that would bring us down at least a letter grade, right? Ah, uh, you're being too hard on yourself. I do realize- I mean, how would they even know? It's not all a test. How are they watching they us just... right now? Because they are. Yes. Who cares? Why are you asking questions? You just go and you just do it. You remember, it's all politics too. So, and if you're just this fuddy-duddy, they're not gonna talk to you. All right, well, drop me off. I don't want to be seen or associated with this place. All right, all right. Well, wh- where are we supposed to go anyway? Something about the uh, the McCarran Airport, right? Uh, or outside of it or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, my contact works out of the McCarran Airport. Uh, mm. We're heading to, I'm looking here, Golden Shipping Limited. Yes. And you guys know home. you're about 10 minutes away from that location now. Oh, yeah, I remember there being a roadside phone supposed to get a hold of mm-hmm. for further instruction. Very mysterious. They still have those things. Apparently, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll we'll drive towards that phone we're supposed to meet at. Perfect. Okay, so uh, I just before we uh, continue in with arriving at this place, I want to make sure that we establish some things for ourselves. Let's establish hunger for ourselves. So since we spent the last day without feeding, we're going to start at a one. And we'll start there for a base of everyone. Uh, Let's assume that when you left Vegas, you had a meal, understanding where you're going to be now. But let's establish whether over the last two days, you've gained something, hunger. I would like you all to commit uh, your first rouse check. I would take uh, one D10, doesn't matter which. You're going to roll it, and if you have a success, you are not gaining hunger. If you have a failure, you are gaining one hunger. A success, 
is anything above a six. Failure is six and below. So that means we go, if we fail, we go from one to two. Yes. Okay. Well, good thing I succeed then. I'm going to two. I rolled a one. Oh, 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 someone real hungry. So that critical failure (laughs) won't earn you anything other than the uh, shame and the extra point. So I believe that Niles and Burroughs will move from hunger one to hunger two. Is that the only of us that need a bite? As well as Sybil. Hunger two. Perfect. Okay, so what that means, of course, is that whenever we take dice pools, whenever we're pooling for success, you're going to replace however much you have in your pool with however hungry you are. So Burroughs has two. If he has a pool of four, you replace two of those healthy dice with two of those hunger dice to form your four. Got it. Uh, For people watching for the first time, if you've never played through uh, V5, all the hunger dice mean is that they're now open to what we call messy criticals and bestial failures. Messy critical means that we succeed very well, almost too well, and a bestial failure means we fail to the most possible answer. Um, So, moving forward, we've established our hunger. This is beautiful. We, uh, before too long, as you're taking as much value as the night will allow, you pull from I-70 and take the back routes that the GPS is barking at. And chase down the full moon out in the sky as you turn down road after road of darkness surface. Eventually, with the scenic view of Denver on your side, you pull up to a monolith caught against the side of a hill. A massive shipping warehouse that forms a complex surrounded by barbed chain link fencing. The warehouse is large and empty, with a series of bay doors where the trucks load bright and early come dawn. A dawn you will never see again, and a life you'll never know. Something the world doesn't tell you is that places we create can die too. This one has passed over leaving behind empty limbs and for lease signs, broken fencing, and detached CCTV cameras hanging like eyeballs free from sockets. The goalpost of a guard's check-in stand uh, stands limp and half-snapped, and the shack itself vacant. The parking lot beyond is completely empty, and only a single parking lamp still flickers at the far end against the warehouse itself. The right of the shack is a spotlighted yellow roadside assistance phone whose casing already swings open with the breeze and this big spotlight zooms in on it and highlights it against the road. You're here. Who's making the call? Do we have the call or somebody's calling us? I'll go up and we, we have to wait for the call. That's weird. Parked long enough. Eventually, with the case still swinging side to side, the phone begins to ring off of its rest. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for it. As Allison goes up, uh, uh, Burroughs is going to turn to Enoch and just go, uh, She's a feisty one, huh? <laughs> Could I have heard that? I, I, I wouldn't have tried to make it obvious for her to hear but if I did I would I'm gonna literally as I walk past smack the ass and then kept walking as I picked up the phone (laughs) there you are you move to the phone and uh, on the other side through this crackling crunchy uh, uh, radio static uh, you hear 
some uh, some waiting music through the audio speakers, smooth jazz just for a moment. You're waiting underneath this vast uh, spotlight, and eventually on the other side, the line picks up and stays completely silent a moment. You all say. You rang. <laughs> Are you the new licks that the Neon City sent for me? That would be correct. Perfect. I want you to pull up to the second loading gate in reverse. Back up to the door, open the trunk, wait for the door to follow. Don't make any sudden movements unless you want me snorting lines off your ashes. Fair enough. Backing up to the second dock, open the trunk, sit our asses, wait till something happens to the door. I will follow those instructions and do exactly yep. as told. You yep. roll through this dark parking lot. You back up the uh, the trunk of the <laughs> powder blue convertible town car that we brought in. Um, and as you level the reverse back into this bay loading doors, you, you feel that slight incline as you're coming in. Um, and the bay doors open immediately. Um, and... Uh, as soon as the, the door is open far enough to feed in, you can see the barrel of a bullpup submachine gun uh, leveled at all of you. Um, are there any reactions as the barrel of this gun shows itself immediately? No. I'm going to, yeah, like, I'm going to get like really small. Like, I, Enoch's just tux, standing there completely calm. You hear. For, okay, go ahead. Now. for a moment, Sip looks at the steering wheel. Just in case, because that's immediately go. Um, but refrains. Uh, the the gun does not fire. It stays watching sentry uh, position against all of you. And you could hear that gruff voice on the other side say, uh, "You're all gonna crawl inside on your bellies. And if you've got any firearms, weapons, anything you brought with you, you're gonna toss them to the side, and then I'm gonna strip search you." Oh, crawl! This is a new shirt, man. Really? What's you your safe blanket? word? Welcome to Denver. Get the fuck inside. Weird choice, but okay. John, do you have a blanket? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I got some trash bags in the back there. I want to lace them down. This is why, Nock, I told you not to wear Prada. And I'm going to go ahead, get down, and just crawl. I will follow suit. Yeah. I assume we're all crawling inside then? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Like damn worms. Uh, greeting you on the other side as you're sort of wheeling yourself inside and, and the door shuts behind the last of you is a bullpup submachine gun poised at the entrance and wielded by a mountain of a man. He's dressed in black sneakers, joggers, a Gucci belt, a white wife pleaser, and a big blue car coat. He's a dark-skinned man with a shorn head and a pair of gator's sunglasses. He's completely bald, save for a goatee that's grown over enough that he's beaded turquoise jewelry into the tangles. At his side, in a holster, is a machete he carries openly. You can imagine him easily as a bouncer outside the club or a football coach at the minors level. But that was long before his skin turned that ash gray and his disposition sharpened at the canines. Now he's just an apex predator. He's looking over all of you. Uh, who was the first one through the, the gate there? Allison. It, it was Allison, Allison, right? Yeah. 
so Allison, he goes to pick you up from the floor and rise you to your your standing position. Is there any uh, retaliation? No, I'd be just like, at least take me out for dinner first. (laughs) With his intense strength, he lifts you free from the ground so that for a moment you're floating two feet from uh, the surface and then he stands you down with enough force that your ankles bounce as they land. He then aggressively strip searches you for any weapons, wires, and checks your belly for uh, cabling for any taps. He uh, proceeds while this to is do happening, the same. I will be doing like, oh yeah, right there, a little to the left. I'll Look, just would you it. calm your fucking shit and stand over there, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I making this awkward? Who the fuck are you people? He moves on to the next one. Uh, he's going to go down the line, strip searching each of you. Is there any sort of retaliation from any of you as, as they're putting through? I'll probably be a little weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Especially if somebody picks me up. <laughs> he uh, grabs you by the collar as soon as he shows uh, that sort of restriction between the two of you. And he says, look, it's going to be a lot faster, a lot better for your fucking life if you just sit there and take it. Yeah. I'm just like squirming, but not looking him in the eye at the same time. It's like, man, I just don't like, do you have? Burroughs kind of tries to help her, help them a little bit and like, calm down, man. If anything, it's that Raven you got to look for. He's the one that's strapped. Excuse me? Anybody ask you to fucking talk, old man? I think Gunsmoke's on. You want to go fucking watch that? Sit in the fucking corner. You wait your turn. I think the one thing Enoch doesn't offer any resistance necessarily, but after watching him pat down Allison, he flips from being somewhat jovial to staring the guy stone cold in the in the face, and he's not breaking eye contact with him the whole time. Just aggressive, menacing stare. This six foot six linebacker of a man continues to walk through each of you. He does meet your gaze, Enoch. Is this an intimidation that you are trying to make him feel? Or is this a warning? I just want him to know that I know who he is. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Let's go ahead and give me a manipulation plus intimidation. This is not going to go well. (laughs) Oh, I hope you have that. This is... um, I'm, I'm sorry, this is Orpheus rules, right? Yes, so you're going to build a pool. You're going to take however many dots you have in manipulation and then however many you have in intimidation. Roll that all together. Anything above a six is a success. Just tell me how many successes you have. So that's no successes. God oh. bless. God bless America. Happy Fourth <laughs> of July. Support the oh. troops. Um, he meets your gaze. And you can see these bright orange irises behind those gators as he peeks them down against his nose and he openly laughs at you. (laughs) You don't like me touching her? I don't like you in general. That's okay. I'll keep that in mind. In fact, maybe I'll let everybody know. He steps back. He looks at everyone. That's a bold statement. It's nice to meet you all. I'm Sheriff Devon of Denver. 
I was sent by Prince Rembrandt as a representative of the Denver Camarilla. I am here to make sure that you receive a package and then two cases to go along with it. Now, it is of the most imperative business that you ensure that this package makes it back to Las Vegas. That is twofold. One, your filthy, grub lives are on the line. If you die on the road, they will find a way to make the rest of you die too. If you got any last living vestige of something you love in this world, they will find it and they will kill it. And twofold, the Camarilla needs it, so you're gonna fucking deliver. Are we clear? And he waves that bullpup machine gun like a uh, talking stick, like he's giving a TED talk. Crystal. Beautiful. Somebody gets the fucking answer. I say yes. You say yes. That's all. Now, this situation is getting out of hand. Everything that's happening here in Denver has hit critical mass. And this needs to get back from Prince Rembrandt to Prince Grant. And if it doesn't, it'll be your heads. But the other two, I could give a shit. And he goes to move out to this big shipping container and to to give you an idea of what this room looks like you're you're staring at uh, uh a sparsely filled huge storage racks that line in aisles across the entire entire way there's shipping wrapped in cardboard and then shipping tape on top of that uh directly across from you past the rows of storage are these double doors leading into what you can assume is the lobby of the warehouse and then the main entrance just past that is a second wing of bay doors. You can spy a foreman's office on this sort of scaffolding catwalk up to the second floor. And there are huge, big skylighted windows that feed out of the ceiling in diagonal A-frame style. And windows that line the walls, one each side of the warehouse. You imagine this would be a terrible place to see the sunrise. Uh, but at least Devon has shielded the nearest panes to you. You can see he's put up these cardboard sheeting and then garbage bags that have lined through and it seems he's been holding up in here for a while. He's taped through the first layer completely. Um, but he moves over and from one of the big storage racks, he pulls these huge, think like um, Indiana Jones level wooden crates that are huge, uh, like seven feet, four feet tall that he pulls out uh, in front of the, the, the lot of you. Um, and the strength on this man is massive. He is moving these with zero to no problem, uh, one-handed, and then he grabs the other and just sort of drags them out there with this big push as they collapse right in front of you. Um, he no, comes man, over. I, I, I got a big car, but my car ain't that big. And I point to these giant crates that he's pulling out. Oh, don't worry. These, these aren't going with you. We're keeping them here. You're just taking what's inside. And Lantos. he goes what's in there to the side. He pulls out that machete. He goes over to the crates. Absolutely. I'll show you exactly what's inside. Come over here, old man. <laughs> Nate Burroughs. Come over here, old man. He hands, over. he hands out the machete to you in hand. He says, you just pull at those nails right there. You can see for yourself. I look at it. I look at him, you know, devilishly, and then I'll, I'll give it a hack. 
Yeah, you hack through, you break through, and the, the wood is sort of like pallet wood. It sh- uh, shirks immediately, it breaks off the side. You can sort of pull back at the nails then, and these facing nails come free. And you can see that there's all of this packing material on top, but moving across this sort of shredded paper uh, packing material, you find that inside is this big steel engraved coffin. Um, that looks like it, it has three indents across the center that almost would hold like um, they're like little rings of indentation two inches deep that might have held something before it doesn't now. And then on the center is this long elaborate onk that uh, you know Burroughs is representative of the Camarilla seal. Uh, you've never seen anything like this, uh, but Devon gives you a look that says, go on, open it. I'll take the final pieces off and you said it's like a steel coffin? steel casing there's like a latching off the side think like a steel coffin um, it's pretty easy to unlatch and then pick up if you would like to if anybody else wants to get a look I'll unlatch it and open it up I'll take a uh, look absolutely you pull this back you push it over and the steel casing sort of slides right over the two of you are strong you've been given that immortal undead strength and it shows as the steel collapses off to the other side and there's this big clang throughout the warehouse and then it's as if every light is zoning in on the surrounding of all of you around the steel coffin and inside the perfectly still uh, shocked beyond all belief. Uh, Vince, do you want to describe Regal and what he looks like? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, he is, uh, looks to be in his early 30s. Uh, pale skinned, obviously. Probably 5'11", about 180 pounds. Uh, you can see kind of dark brown, almost black hair kind of curling out from beneath this wash cap he's wearing on top of his head. Uh, green eyes. Black hoodie. Um, definitely a, a smell to him. Um, a smell of, of old water, of, of must, of the outdoors. Um, and, and looking absolutely fucking shocked that this is to, to be looking up at at you people like we open the thing and you're just there like eyes wide open yeah yeah, like almost me i'd say almost immediately like uh, as if he was waiting for a fight he shoots up out of the out of the the coffin yeah i think i'm back up what the fuck what kind of mouth um this ain't no tootin common for the record we don't have room for that either I, I I don't know what to fucking tell you. You got to take him back to Prince Grant too. Hope you like the trunk. This is going to be very important. Do you? How do you feel about Prince Grant? Just to decide how we proceed from here. You asking me? Yeah, you. I don't know who the fuck Prince Grant is. Perfect. We're going to be fine. Uh, we're just here to take you to another location. Are you, you you going to take the other one too? Yes. Oh, there's two. Uh, now, wait a minute. Is there another one of these uh, jumping beans in the other one? <laughs> well, I'd assume. I don't know why they give me two coffins to leave one empty. Well, uh, let's get them the hell out of there, man. They can't just be sitting around. I don't we'll give a shit. Working on opening up the other crate and eventually open up the other coffin. Through that coffin, uh, uh, Mal, would you like to tell us what you look like, what you're going through? Uh, Yeah, Mal is... um. I'm going to start off by saying non-binary people don't owe you androgyny. Um, (laughs) But that being said, this is the most androgynous person you've ever seen in your fucking life. 
Uh, they have, um, like, shaggy, short, dark hair, uh, makeup that looks like it's been smeared over however long they've been in here and probably before that. Um, they've got a bunch of earrings in their ear. They're wearing a kind of, like, burgundy crop top, long sleeve, uh, under a mesh white shirt with, like, gold stars all over it. Um, and rare regal. Sorry, will you say your name again? I always say it wrong. Yeah, Regal. Regal, thank you. Yeah. Um, where Regal was up and ready for a fight immediately, Mal is stone cold, doesn't move, just blinks up at them. That's because I knocked before I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a door open? Like, is that bay door still open or is it closed? Bay door is shut. So, uh, and Devon is sort of in the way of that exit that he set up for your car there. There are double doors behind you, and it looks like you could make a clear break for it. The only person in your way would probably be Burroughs. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, yeah, Regal takes off. Absolutely. He's booking uh, it. He's booking you well, make that take long. for the door. Go ahead and give me a dexterity plus athletics roll to see if you can outrun any pursuers. Can I chase mm-hmm. after him? Yeah, are we supposed Absolutely to go after him? Can. I'll go after him. <laughs> sure. Uh, let me get contested pool. dexterity athletics between Regal, Niles, and from Enoch as we have this chase ensue. You'll be fine. It's one success. <laughs> oh, two successes. Do yeah. I get anything special if I roll a 10? If you get two 10s, that's a critical. It counts for four, but one I'm 10 just, is just success. Three successes. With a combined oh. five successes and Regal's unfortunate one, he <laughs> makes it through the double doors. How are you guys catching him? I'm pouncing on him. Okay, that works. <laughs> Perfect. Both you and Enoch catch up. Niles, you collide with your chest, uh, running straight into Regal. And Regal, it's like you've been hit by a linebacker. You collide into the double door. The glass breaks out the other side, and you both sort of collide to the floor. And you can see this gaunt individual in a perfect Prada suit that has seen better days uh, standing over you as this uh, strong, (laughs) strong person is on top of you, pinning you to the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna put like a hand on his throat to make sure he doesn't move. Thanks for playing. It's more fun this way. <laughs> As we said, we are here to transport you to another location. We would like if you would cooperate. It would ensure all our survival, right? Question. In all of this chaos, uh, Caleb, I want to try and use Shadow Cloak to uh, disappear. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're starting this? <laughs> Beautiful. Look, we made it more than half an hour. That was yeah. Well, why do you think I split yeah. you all up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there are plenty of shadows in this place, and you don't know much about what you are, but there is this instinctual power in you that every time something starts to go wrong, it asks you, suggests to you, talks to you to disappear. And that voice comes again in your chest. Now, go away. And you can feel that shadow cloak start. Um, I do not believe the shadow cloak uh, resolves a rouse. Let me double check on that. Do you know if it requires anything? I don't think so. I only have like this short version of it. Um... Let me look at it again. Hold on. 
I do not believe you need to ask. I don't think it does. Uh, you... I just add two dice to stealth tests uh, in the same amount to intimidation. Beautiful. So uh, you are basically vanishing into the shadows. What does this look like for now? Um, I think they they got really comfortable in the darkness, and it was very safe and almost better. And so as soon as the light is on, they're looking for the darkest place they can go. So I think as the shadow, it, it's almost like the shadows encroach on any light that it is and start to swallow them up and then recede as they fall back with it. When Burroughs looks back to the coffin and they're gone, he goes, uh, the coffin cutie's gone. Start <laughs> looking around. So I believe we can do a contested perception check if you guys are actively looking for the one that oh, disappeared. Probably. Yes. So, so let's do, uh, Mal, whatever you're pooling in cloak against their wits and... Um, Aaron's got something to say. Oh, go for it, Enoch. Can I, when I see them disappear, can I just do um, Auspex, Sense the Unseen? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so when you sense the unseen, how does that work mechanically? Do you do a pool? Let's check that out. Um, sorry, I should know off the top of my head. No, you're fine. We're all learning. I'm glad we're getting a little showcase. And Caleb, when I roll Oblivion, I roll the two dice that I have in the dots and then stealth. Uh, yes, or whatever it tells you to off that. Uh, it, it gave you a dice pool, right? It didn't. It just said I get plus two to stealth test. Yes, so you're going to roll the dots in cloak and then stealth. Okay. And then you get a plus two. So, okay, sorry. Is that plus two dice in the pool or is that just plus two to a die Plus roll? two uh, dice in the pool. <sighs> Baby. Oh, and did uh, Ragel and I have different hunger than everyone else because we've been trapped in boxes? Yes, you are at hunger three. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah, I feel like the kid who was like, you forgot to give us homework. <laughs> All right. I have four successes. So it says that I can um, detect You can make a... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll say you don't even have to roll for this because you were already aware of them before. So you can see where Mal has appeared uh, in the room. Um, But the others are subject to whatever we have from Mal there. Mal, what's your pool? Uh, How many successes I, we got? I had four successes. One, four. Two of them were on the hunger dice. Brutal. Okay. Four successes. Sybil and Burroughs, did we have... Uh, let's do wits and awareness to see if you can see them too. Or Wait. anyone else that would like to see them. Allison, if you'd like to get in on that. Sure. Wits and awareness. Nothing in there. All right, here we go. Oh, boy. Is this a situation where I'm rolling my hunger die alongside? Yes. So every uh, time we make a pool, that hunger die comes in. All right. So uh, one success uh, with my normal die and two successes with my hunger pool. Okay. So a three success. Unfortunately, you cannot see Mal. They've completely disappeared. The shadow cutie, as you put it, is gone. Um. Caleb, if I get uh, one success, but uh, one of the failures is like a four and it's a hunger dice, 
What is that? Is that, that is like... okay. It just means that we only had one success. Okay. The failures do not uh, kill off your successes. You cool. just count your successes. Oh. oh, then four successes. Four successes. One. Beautiful. So you can see Mal. You, you've just sort of followed this moving shadow that is shirking around the room and, and chasing into more of that darkness. And, and Mal is visible to you as this big black looming shadow. You know we can see you, right? Last chance. I mean, if you think about it, it's just going to get dragged out. We want to go. We don't have all night. Allison, can I go get him? You got until five. We come in peace. Uh, We're not going to hurt you or nothing. We're just trying to get you from one place to another. Oh, yeah, you come in fucking peace. You've got hey. fucking Magilla the Gorilla over here with a fucking SMG leveled at everybody. You're hey, threatening to put fuck? me in a... F- fuck you. You're threatening to put me in a trunk. This is the first time we met this guy. First time we met you. Fuck this guy. He was pointing that thing at us, too. Fuck this guy. No, fuck you. Not you, him. Oh, All right. We, yes. we- Need I'm to be more. Against you. Five seconds. <laughs> I'm, climbing, I'm climbing up the tallest fucking pillar of boxes I can don't, find. Don't climb, lady. Hey, you. You need to fucking run. Get the fuck out of here. I wouldn't do that. So I'm let me get a dexterity and athletics from Mal as they begin to climb the sides of these aisles. Devon shouts out to all of you. I don't care where the fuck you're going. You got to get out of here. Because in a matter of minutes, we're going to have people fucking crawling on this place you stay here any longer. What is that supposed to mean? It means exactly what it fucking means. Denver's been burning for weeks and you people are standing around. Who the fuck did the prince send me? (laughs) We're in fucking Denver? I was in Louisiana. Fuck Louisiana. You're in Denver now, baby. Burroughs. As Burroughs is, like, fed up with this, he starts walking to his convertible. And he says, anybody wants to head to Vegas, jump in. Otherwise, sunrise is in T-minus, and I'll say however long, an hour or something. Beautiful. Jump, and I'll get in the car, turn it on, and I'll wait for him to start lifting uh, that gate. Actually, I'm going to start heading towards the car. But um, the the one who touched me inappropriately, where is he at? He is standing just by those safes uh, that... Regal and Mal were kept in. He's Uh standing perfectly still. That submachine gun's down at his side. He looks more like he's at a daycare than he is uh, uh, aggressive in any form or fashion. He's staring up at the one up there. I'm going to like to pass him and like kind of like run my finger down his arm to see if I can get him to lock eyes with me. Okay. Because I would like to try to uh, mesmer him. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let's let's fucking do this. Uh, so he'll absolutely look at you as you trail your finger around mm-hmm. uh, him, and he looks you square in the eye and he says, what the fuck is this? Um, so let's build a mesmerize uh, pool. Yes, please. So it should tell you under mesmerize what you no will be rules. building. Yeah, no, no, commanding a resistant victim or another vampire uh, is a contested manipulation, dominance, or intelligence plus resolve. Okay, so I'm gonna say this is this is definitely the manipulation version of that. So you're gonna build what was that manipulation and what? 
It was manipulation plus dominance. I'm like, where is Okay, dominance? so go in. It's your discipline. So if you go down to discipline, should tell you how many dots. You have two dots in Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So you've got a pool of whatever your manip is plus two. Okay. Actually pretty decent. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I have my cat on my lap. I have four successes. Nice. Beautiful. Four incredible successes. Uh, are any of those tens? Are we good to go? We're no tens I have, there? Uh, I have like three nines. Three nines. But... Okay. So uh, he stares you straight in the eyes. You have done this before, Allison. What, mm -hmm. what does this mesmerization look like to you? How have you turned people in the past? Um, the, be uh, the best way is Allison's eyes. Um, they actually have, when she does this and she puts the intention, like her irises kind of have like, almost like a pearl, like reflective kind of like, like a light that kind of gets them memorized and it kind and a little slightly swirl. So it's like a, like that little hypnosis a little bit. So it's like a little bit of like that light, pearlish swirling kind of light that you can't just help but just kind of fall into. So as this optical illusion zones in, right. as he starts to feel that pearl, go ahead. When I give the command, I don't like, I'll do it through, like it's all in his head. So okay. once I kind of do that, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I want you to swallow your tongue. <laughs> and choke on it. And I'm gonna she... go ahead and try to take the ma machine gun and then walk away. Okay. Um, are, are you waiting to see if this works or are you no, going straight? No, I know it worked. No, okay. I know it worked. Go ahead and roll uh, a strength uh, plus brawl to try and take that submachine gun. Uh, must it always go this way? Oh boy. <laughs> start with guns ablazing as we drive away. This we is classic to us, to be fair. Start with Mal uh, as soon yeah. as this is resolved. Yeah! Three successes! Three successes. Okay. Against a literal gorilla. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's all 666. Three successes was your pool, correct? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. You take four points of uh, superficial damage. <laughs> as he catches your wrist and Ooh. snaps it. Oh, a clean, uh, a clean break as the, okay. the hand falls limp in front of you. Now, <laughs> the healing factor on vampires, as you know, on Kindred are incredible, but the pain is immense as you can feel the oh, wrist yeah. bone has absolutely snapped in both uh, parts. Um, your hand looks more limp than it ever has before and as you're staring at it he grips it and brings your eyes back to his he says if you ever try that again i'm gonna make sure that you never see another fucking night you piece of shit get in the car and he throws you towards the uh, bay doors not enough to throw you as he did the safes but enough to tell you who you're dealing with going to mal Climbing up the sides of these aisles. Three successes, one messy, with one messy critical. 
Okay, messy critical will only matter to us if we get two of them. So we're good to Great. go. Great. Then um, just three successes. You clamber up the side like it's nothing. Mal, you're quick. You've always been quick. And even moving as this shadow, you make to the top. Easy as all hell. What's the plan now? You've got uh, Burroughs, who has left the room entirely, throw, uh, th threw open the bay doors and got into the, the blue powder convertible and is getting ready to go. Allison, who is nursing a lack of a wrist right now. Enoch, who is searching for you on the bottom level, and Sybil, who has joined that search. Niles, who has Regal pinned to the floor as this mania has broke out across a, a series of people who believe they're the most powerful one in the room and are quickly learning that none of them are right. What's the move? Um, I'm continuing. I'm trying to, like, just skip from every every tall... Uh, every tall stack just further into shadow so that I can kind of coalesce it around me and have a little bit of like shadow cast going okay. so that if anyone comes near I can stop them. You all see that there's this spectral like gas of shadow that, that drifts off Mal's arms and begins to coalesce around them. Um, you've heard horror stories you don't much know much of the clans, but those of you who do, who have some awareness of the types of curse a vampire can have, you know that this is the one they don't talk about. This is the one that everyone is afraid to see on the other side of them. It is coalescing at the top of this. Enoch, uh, Regal, Sybil, Niles, any actions here before I move to Burroughs in the car? Yeah, uh, go ahead, please. I was gonna ask if, if we have house lights anywhere. The, the warehouse is lit. There are okay. fluorescents that run the length of the aisles. It's still darkened off the sides, and you can tell that this is a derelict building. So whatever has been turned on, it was done by Devon, most likely. Okay. But there is absolutely light. Okay. Um, then I think I'm just going to keep trying to reason with Mal and ask, do you have a plan other than to hide in the shadow? Because the sun is still coming. We're just trying to take you to a different place. You can be shifty and weird after we leave, but can we please focus on the mission? <sighs> I'm Sybil, by the way. What's your name? Uh, Go ahead. I think with the reminder that the sun is coming and seeing that this is not a place we want to be when the sun comes up, <sighs> Mal. I'm Mal. Mal, nice to meet you. And I slowly start using all the, like, root, tendril, vine things of shadow to sort of spiderweb my way down. Okay. And I'm not going to go all the way to the floor. I'm going to go, like, halfway up and just keep holding on. Right. You drift halfway down this sort of parkour uh, monkey bar down the side and Again, those shadows are starting to drift in these miasmic uh, uh, circles that enshroud Mal as they, they come. There have been stories, Sybil, of, of what this is, of, of who they are. Even more so, you remember Teresa telling you of where they come from, Sybil. This is a La Sombra, the Betrayer clan, the clan that took over the Sabbat and ruled the world in terms of hunting down every last elder. This is what happens when power goes unchecked. And you can see someone has coveted enough to 
order her halfway across the country and join you here. Moving from this situation as Mouse starts to climb down, Enoch, Sybil, uh, Niles, and Regal wait for this sort of uh, leveling at the floor. We go to Burroughs. Burroughs, do you have any sort of aspects or awareness? Is Burroughs the type of guy that knows what's going on? Uh, not really, no. He, uh, he's got presence, he's got dominate, he's got animalism, but he's not, uh, he's not paying special attention to much. I just wanted to reaffirm that Burroughs is sort of an easygoing guy. Yeah. You can hear the chaos that is now happening in this warehouse as you're waiting for the get up and go. Devon clearly uh, uh, co- uh, conveyed well enough to you that you need to be out of this place with what's happening in Denver, and you took that advice. Uh, what's happening in this car? What's going on in this car right now? Turning it on, got the music on, and I'm as it's as the the gate is like lifting. It, it's not automatic. Do I have to lift it manually? It's one of those uh, gates I got to lift up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm just thinking. I, I throw it up, sit in the car, and I'm going to count to ten. If nobody jumps in the car by ten, I'm out of here. Okay, you're counting Whoa. to ten. You've got that gospel music on as it's starting to sing hymns through the radio. Yeah. Could you give me a? Um, let's see. I know that there's some form of intuition in here. Yeah. Could you give me a wits and insight? Wits and insight. Okay, I got some insight. I can make that happen. Um, and I and I roll my my hunger dice as part of this pool, or like separately, like add those. So they're going to be a part of the pool. There. Okay, so got it, got it. Just know which dice are yeah. your hunger dice, and if they fail, we're in bad luck. So uh, they're all above six, so they're all successes. Three successes. Beautiful. So three successes. Burroughs is not at all the sort of person that notices when things are going wrong. And you already know that the warehouse itself has just gone completely to shit already. You're thinking of being in that meeting, sitting across from that man and hearing how important everything that is here is. And as you're considering just how much this could mean for you and for everyone else, that counter in your head starts to go off. Ten, nine. I think I'll start singing it. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Just so that everybody knows. You get down to one with those beautiful pipes and you're about to hit the key in the ignition when you see two SUVs in all black fly what through the, the guard post, oh, through the, uh, the stack of, uh, uh, basically flying through the shack that a guard would stay at through the front, of uh, peeling out through some barbed wire fences and parking into the side of this parking lot just maybe 30 feet from where you're parked in the bay door. Now, the ramp that heads down gives you a nice little piece of cover, but you're not sure how long that's going to last. And to be clear, let's say I were to back this vehicle directly up, would I go into the room that the rest of the group is in? You would not. There is this sort of level where the trunk is level with the start of that bay door. Now they could hop in if the bay door was open, but at this point of view, you would have to pull some fancy driving and jump through the door yeah. essentially. Um, but you feel these SUVs peel in. Uh, it is by no means a subtle entrance and they, they crash into a park. You can feel the squealing of the tires outside and the doors open immediately. 
um, and you get a glimpse of two planes clothed cops uh, with ties and suits on, uh, with uh, revolvers at their side, and then four people who pile out of each car. So just to put this in perspective, we're looking at about 10 people that have just peeled out of two SUVs. The people who are not your planes clothed cops are some sort of SWAT team, um, full riot gear. Uh, el- oh elbow pads, knee pads, full blacks, uh, submachine guns in their hands, and jackbooted to uh, to the highest degree, and they're stepping out from the SUV. Back in the warehouse, Devon causes uh, uh, an, an uproar, looks to all of you uh, as a tarantula begins to climb across the wall, and he points it out. He says, fuck, there's something wrong. Somebody's here. They fucking made us. We got to get out now. Uh, look, they don't know you're here. They know I'm here. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And uh, Devon starts running for the double doors out the main entrance past all of you. He books it past Niles and Regal unless you guys are stopping him. The Can briefcase I- still sits in the center of the room past the two, uh, two cases, the two safes uh, in which Regal and Mal was held. But Devon is busting it. Wait, he's Devon, gone completely. Wait, wait, did he, he already left yet? No, um, uh, he's going for it. Uh, if you'd like to do anything before he leaves the room. Isn't there like a bunch of like shrapnel from like the wood or anything nearby? Absolutely. That's the there's pallet wood. There's the Good. safes. Absolutely. If possible, I would like to go ahead and uh, take like one of them and like, pr- like aim for the legs. On Devon. Yeah, let him <laughs> fall. Let him get shot yeah, up. Yeah, fuck this guy. Worth. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Go ahead and build a pool off of dexterity and melee. Okay. You can do this. Oh no, but I'm I didn't say I was thinking right. Sixty-six. I don't know if that's an omen, but yeah, that's two passes, right? Yeah, six. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you managed to uh, stab him, uh, oh, and was... the the piece of, you're trying to trip him. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm better with that. Trust me, stab okay. the bitch. Uh, the piece of pallet wood goes clear through the joggers he's wearing off the side and collapses in through his thigh, or I'm sorry, oh. not his thigh, his calf, and you can see the jagged wood poking out the other side. Oh, that looks like that hurts. He looks to you, he says, you fucking bitch, you're gonna die here. And he runs completely unperturbed past the doors. Oh, I'm laughing at him. Absolutely. <laughs> fucking bitch, that's the best he's got. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is he is he a kindred? And yes. he's bleeding? Uh, he as he's running past me? Uh, no, he's not bleeding. The, the, oh, he's not um, bleeding? The, the, yeah, it's just gone through. Oh, okay. Well, so Sybil's going to grab the briefcase. Okay, absolutely. Sybil grabs the briefcase. Devon is making for the exit here. He is he's not sticking around. Uh, we come back to Burroughs. Burroughs, you have these cars outside. They've just parked in. Uh, they are made a lot of fucking noise, and, and they're primed and ready to go. I mean, I have awe. I had the presence rating to any skill roll involved with persuasion, but I, I can't be persuading 10 of these dudes to fucking... I just can't waste any more time. I, I think I'll sure probably... 
I, we I, gotta I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna call back to everybody. We got company, and I'm gonna get into drive. And by the time these people reach the the dock, if nobody's in my car, I'm driving. I'm going. Okay. Yeah. You hear Burroughs bellow out through the bay doors loud enough for you to hear, hopefully not loud enough for them to draw attention to the old man. Um, he's calling for company on the other side. <laughs> and it seems that Devon running out in the, the alternate route uh, is running, uh, coinciding exactly with whatever's happening here. I'm, I'm going to look at Regal since I'm still like on top of him and I'm going to be like, look, I know you have like probably like a million questions or answers or whatever, um, but if you don't come with us, we're going to die. And I'd really like to get in the car. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to let him go and I'm going to head okay. towards the car. All right. You're throwing open the bay doors. Who, who, yeah. You Niles? asking me or? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is anyone yeah, gonna, throwing open the yeah, bay I'm doors? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to open the bay doors. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you get them up open easy, um, and you see that on the other side, uh, you can see what Burroughs is talking about, because as soon as the bay doors open, you can see the two SUVs who have uh, been uh, evacuated, and you can see the stomp of the, the SWAT team that is making immediately for the door. And you also see that two have ID'd you. Um, and the two look immediately, they call out to the bay door, they see Burroughs and yourself out in the, the frame of the door and they call throughout, uh, out to the people in front and also into a radio off their side. We've got two blank bodies. I deed, they're in the bay doors. We need, we need to invade, infiltrate. Uh, and there's movement there. They're going immediately for the main entrance and then four are bringing off to the bay doors and they look like they're primed, ready to shoot. Can I get two actions from my vampires first? Burrows, Niles, any retaliation before the the shots fire? Can I act, can I activate Cat's Grace? Absolutely, you can. Yeah. So yeah. if you run into any balance situations or anything like that, you will have some added uh, dice to the pool. I hate to do this, but I have no other option. I'm going to just I'm going to drive the car and I'm going to try to hit them. Okay. Uh, and then kind yes. of come to yeah, a stop. Absolutely. So we get Cat's Grace from Niles. We get a drive roll from Burroughs. Burroughs, go ahead and give me a dexterity plus drive. Take okay, these hopefully. guys out. Um, I have to add one of my hunger die. So so what's your pool? Uh, one. So it'll just be your hunger die. Okay. It's a six. It's a success. Okay. Beautiful. So... Uh, we will call this one. You only have a pool of one in Well, Dex I have and one dexterity, and I've got zero in drive. Brutal. Okay. <laughs> God bless America. If you yeah. would oh like, my God, um, I'm a, better driver. a, a six good. is technically a failure. If you would like, you could use willpower to reroll the dice. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Is it just yeah. one willpower or two? What, what does it cost? Uh, one willpower gets you three dice. Unfortunately, Ooh, nice. you only have a pool of one. Fuck. We'll, right. we'll add but the other two. Are you yeah. sure, or can I yeah. can I do another two rolls? You could do, yeah. We'll do the second, the latter. We'll give you okay. th uh, three re-rolls, essentially. All right, so that's a failure. A six is another failure. Oh, three failures. God bless. Ouch. Um, you feel a uh, compulsion, uh, uh, Burroughs. You can feel the shit hitting the fan. You can feel 
this all falling apart and you can hear the prince's words echoing in your brain again just how important this is and you feel that fire start to seep through your veins again ravnos is speaking to you and that raven is running across your blood it is telling you over and over and over again burrows drive through them drive through them and away drive through them and away you are compelled to follow this voice but with that failure you pull through up and around the ramp you drive immediately for those jackbooted swap members and they dive out of the way just in time as you peel through with that powder blue convertible and smoke starts a dust and smoke starts to kick up in the parking lot and you've made yourself incredibly known to these 10 people um if, if, I, will, if I miss them i will continue like i'm not stopping i'm still going just yeah. you know my turn is over i see you whipping around and yeah. then driving out the other way and coming around for a second turn whatever it may be but you're Definitely your Vin Diesel in the parking lot right now, for sure. <laughs> so Niles, it's about family. Drifting, episode one. Um, On brand. Niles, is there anything you would like to do in addition to Cat's Grace here in your reaction? Did did Burroughs, uh, like, offer, like, a way out? Like, enough distraction where I could, like at least get out of this area because definitely think that they are focused on those uh the, the car that just sped through and tried to kill them but there are about six other people who have not been a part of that sort of crash course so you would definitely have to get around them and they seem to some of them are diverting for the double doors but a lot of them have turned around to see this this crash course and are trying to get in on that action so okay. you're, it's easier to get by for sure. There's definitely more of a distraction, but there's still a lot of players on the field. Then, yeah, then I'm going to try to go, keep trying to get towards Burroughs in the car. So if there's anybody who's like in my way, then I'm going to try to like, again, like pounce on them and like try to or knock them to the side or off their balance. So, that so to- you're running for the car. And if anyone comes for you, you're taking them out as soon as you yeah. can. Yeah. I want to just, this is... A non-important question, but uh, uh-huh. does anyone have a weapon? <laughs> no. Just checking. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a dexterity athletics there, Niles. My body is my weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a weapon, yes. Yeah. These hands. <laughs> These hands are rated E for everybody. There we go. Uh one success okay. uh, and one of those failures is on my hunger day. Whoop. Got it. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> in in terms of this, I'm going to use your dexterity athletics also as your dodge roll for the inevitable submachine gun shots that are coming towards the both of you right now. <laughs> so, uh, building a pool, this is uh, to see how well the both of you dodge, unfortunately. Um, so both of you will take four superficial damage. So just to remind you how combat works in here, or at least health works for us as the undead, we have two forms of health. That's superficial damage and, our, and um, aggravated damage. Superficial are things that would kill a human. Bullets, uh, stabs, uh, punches, big bludgeoning damage, right? Aggravated damage is what can kill a vampire, fire, uh, extreme amounts of damage, 
beheadings, things like that, that actually harm us, right? Superficial fills up and then becomes aggravated damage. So you have to take all of your health bar in superficial, and then you begin to take aggravated damage after that. We all clear on that? So you basically got double whatever your health is, as long as you're not getting hit with aggravated damage. Now, if they, for some reason, start shooting firebolts at you, we're in situations that are dangerous. Um, Fire is immediate aggravated damage and drives the beast insane. It's a primordial fear. It's one of the things that the vampire films got right. So... Uh, you guys take four superficial damage, Burroughs and Niles both. Niles, uh, you can feel the bullets start to line up the right side of your leg as these submachine guns pop off and these bursts that climb up the side of you. And the pain absolutely is immense, but your body does not even flinch as you continue to run for the car. Burroughs, your beautiful baby, powder blue, is getting a little more steel off the side as it chips the paint through. All of these bullets are going straight into the mainframe of this car. Mm. The chassis is taking a lot of hurt. And mm. then through the window, you can feel this six bolts pepper your chest. And you're aware that if you were still living, you wouldn't be. But as you are what you are, you take them and just feel the fire begin to grow inside of you. You can hit them, you can run. Fuck the rest, Burroughs. You never needed them. You're a solo act, baby. You were built for tours. You were built for yourself. Fuck these people. It's climbing in your chest. It's building in your chest to leave. We're moving on to the center of the warehouse. Uh, You feel as a door is kicked down in the other room. And as you are all standing in the center, Sybil has the briefcase. The rest of you are looking out to where Devon has just left. The tarantula up the wall has made its exit as well. And you are beginning to realize that you are in the middle of your second death if you do not act correctly. What is the move? Um, I'm uh, Caleb. I'm going to go ahead and uh, actually uh, do like my silence of death. Uh, for office gate. So basically what that means is I create no sound. I would have to, but I can throw things out and they can't, they can still see me, but they can't hear me. So I can at least start moving and around. And my, just so you know, my objective is to get sneak through and take one of the other cars. Okay, absolutely. So you're trying to get outside into the field. Right. And and I'm going to take one of the SUVs. Right. And because it's like what you said that, uh, what right as a, was it like an indie where there was just like all those crates and all that? I'm going to use all that to my advantage to get out. Beautiful. Second. Okay, so uh, Enoch, you're pulling the same thing. You're going to yep. try and sneak out with that silence of death. Suddenly, uh, surrounding these two, any breathing you could hear off of them in the blush of life or any movement, any sound of their footsteps, anything that they were giving off, the demonic um, black clothed couple now suddenly vanishes from all audio and become this walking silence this error on the audio file this static in the air and they walk on silent footsteps out into the the uh the bay doors out to the field where burroughs is fighting for his life and niles is rushing to the car my yes enoch as we're um as we're doing that Yes. I just want to look. Uh, I'm sorry, Allegra. I already forgot your character's name. Mel. 
Mal. Um, I look Mal directly in the eyes, and I say, you're not the only one that can disappear there, Serana, as I slunk off into the shadows. I see. (laughs) As you both have eliminated all sound on your bodies, you've become much harder to detect. You move out into the field. Go ahead and give me um, a stealth and dexterity with two added to your pool. So whatever your stealth and dexterity is, add two to the pool. Hell yeah. Out of six dies, it's two successes. Oh, that's something. Okay. That is something. Out of five, I have three successes, and two of them are tens, but one of them was the hunger dive for a ten, so I don't know. That is okay. Uh, What you have there is a, uh, a crit, so those two tens count for four. So whatever yes. your six, yes. So just add two successes onto whatever you have. What's your Sorry. total? Um, in in this game, does a one also negate a success? No. Okay. Good. It just means you didn't get it. The ones really only matter if there's only ones. Hmm. So wait, yeah. So because if two equals four, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I have five. You had, so I had three. Right. Yep. Two tens, and then however many successes on top of that, right? Yeah, I had two tens and then one success. So yeah, that so would a be... total of five, yeah. Sweet. Um, okay, so uh, we we move through uh, with that. The the couple are making their way for the field. Sybil, mm-hmm. uh, Regal, Mal, what's the move? Are we going? I feel like I don't yes. have to convince you. Good? Yeah. Mal? I'm already coming down. Great. We're going. Rush on. Um, well, a... so... Oh, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Uh, so what way? So we're not going out the bay doors. That's stupid. What? Where did Devon go? He went out the double doors that you were trying to escape before. We're going out the back. Okay. Okay. Going out the back. Regal turns and huffs it out the back. Beautiful. Okay. So Regal makes for the back entrance. Are Mal and Sybil following as well? Can we see John, like, can we see his pattern? You are hearing the squeal of the tires. You can see through the bay doors that he has made this big whip with the convertible. You heard the gunshots, which were like six different bursts that went out. um, And you could hear the gunshots commit to the car. You can see a lot of that. Okay, yeah. Then out that door towards the front of the building. Okay. Okay, so you're going with Regal towards the front or out the bay doors, just to confirm out with regale and then towards around yeah around okay and mal uh same i i think i think like the only person that's talked to me in a long time not likely like a person and the other person that was stuck in a box are going somewhere else so i'm like fuck everyone else i'm going there that is fair Thank you to so, Lord of Cinder for our tier one subscription. Yeah, that's no, awesome. Thank, thank you, Lord you, of Cinder. Hey, you. yeah, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, to resolve, we'll go with the hallway crowd first, then we'll come out to the outside crowd. Um, in the hallway, Regal, you push through the double doors, thinking that you're going to uh, you're going to follow where Devon went. Um, off the right hand side is this big bay window that has not been opened or broken through. 
Uh, there's a door through the front that you imagine might be an administrative office of some kind. And then down to the left is the entrance into the lobby. Um, and just as you clear through the double doors, you can hear this pulling of a pin, this clear a pin drop there, and then a toss um, that collides in the other room. And then there's this incendiary explosion as you can feel uh, in, in the other room, something has gone off. Something has uh, exploded in the other room there. Um, and it feels as though they're they're going to breach the doors down there on the side based off your awareness. Uh, as a kindred, the Salubri are, are famous for their sight and you can already see what's coming down that hallway. Uh, the three of you pile into this hallway. Again, window off the right-hand side, office in front of you incendiary down the entrance. What's the plan? Window. Window. Okay. Yep. All right. How do we get through it? Um, um, can I use um, lethal body to just shatter the window? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mal, you prime yourself up and you jump through. What does this look like? Um, it's So the, the shadows are still kind of like swirling a little bit, though it's lessened. And I think the shadows impact first and it's like that buckling of glass where it all spider webs out and then they just like tap it with their middle finger and it shatters. Beautiful. You push through and even the iron bracings have pulled through warped and then opened to create this sort of womb for all of you to climb out from. Um, let me get uh, dexterity and athletics from all of you to climb out of this window safely before they break down the door and give you whatever hell they have prepared. That's no successes, but I'll spend the willpower. To... God bless. Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> two. So I have two successes with Mal, three with yeah. Sybil, and Regal, what's our new number? Burning another willpower, sir. God bless. Okay. Got my Oof. luck today, Vince. That's uh, one success. Okay, one success. Um, Mal is the first through as they've created the window themselves. Rolling through and, and coming out to the other side, you fall farther than you expect to, Mal. But for your body, that's that's no use. It, it doesn't do anything to you that, that dying hasn't done already. You collide with maybe a 15 foot, 20 foot drop into a ditch off the side of this warehouse. And you can see some of the, the feed off, the pipes that come out of this big warehouse digging into the ground there. And you may have to climb your way up this sort of expanse of, of soil that leads back up into the parking lot. But for the most part, you're safe. And soon after Sybil comes piling through, Sybil, uh, how, how do you push yourself through that window? Uh, if the glass has already been broken through, I think it's like, pure Olympic dive style, just, and then a three-point turn, or a three-point landing that is not as cool as she thinks it looks. It's a little... <laughs> but she stayed. Right. You try this superhero landing and find out that, wow, you can have incredible undead powers and live forever. That thing never truly turns out the way you want it to on film. Yeah, no, Raquel, the final push, you shoulder through uh, and as you're coming through, you, you you feel yourself snag off of the the sweatshirt you have off your side. The hoodie snags off those iron bracings, and you can feel yourself dangle through, and it rips the fabric, and you nearly hang yourself. And as you're trying to finagle yeah. this off your side, in through the doors 
are those two plains-clothed cops that Burroughs had seen before, only they're wielding something you've never seen in your life. Slugging into this large six-shot revolver, eight-shot revolver, it's a massive magnum-class weapon that loads in what is almost a slug. Um, there is this bizarre vial at the cap um, that is then pressed in like a glass bullet into the revolver itself. He rolls, takes aim, speaks through the headset he has as, uh, at a cheek mic, and then takes a shot immediately after. Yes. Uh, am I still close enough to fuck up their electronics? Let's see. Yes. He speaks through on the other side, and there is a bizarre static that feeds nice. through the radio as as he hears something on the other side, this bizarre as it breaks through and this crackling stops through. He realizes the radio isn't working, and it gives him pause for a moment, but it reinforces his next action to take a pot shot at you, Rigel. Um, it's, it's been fun, kids. <laughs> <laughs> you take three points of aggravated damage as one of those slugs hits you square through the chest. Oh, shit. And you can feel as it hits you just below the ribs, basically. And you fall through the window rather oh. than climbing through. Sprawling back down to the floor, you take an additional one point of superficial damage. So that'll be Ooh. a half box. Um and that's your life, Rigel. Uh, we go back out to the field. Burroughs, you are manically pushing the, the wheel as far as you can, desperately trying to uh, solidify yourself after taking so many shots in the chest. Niles has just arrived at the car itself, and you can see, sneaking off the side under the shadow of the missing spotlights, are two silent, beautiful, black-clothed predators. The same that we're making out in the back seat of your uh, convertible before are walking as though nothing is happening. And they are strangely in paused silence on the way back. What's the move, Burroughs? What are you doing, uh, old man? So I am, this voice is telling me to run. I'm kind of like just doing like donuts and, 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 and semi trying to hit them really mechanically i'm just trying to stay close so that right. everyone can just get to the car and go um so i'm not going to run if i have control to do that but i am probably going to try to hit these guys again just to you know, continue to distract them yeah with your great dexterity drive roll i'm sure this is going to go well yeah here we go I believe uh, that's in a you. four i'll spend willpower to do it one more time or okay. that's one success that's a failure one success. Okay, one success. All right. With that one success, you manage to roll into these four gentlemen. We'll say you hit one. They're going to roll in response, basically. They're going to take their action to dodge out of the way, dip and dive from the car. Let's see if they have any chance of surviving this. They are rolling worse than you. Uh, with... No successes. Yes. What happens to this man as his life ends? I just like to think that as I'm turning the vehicle to get towards my allies, the the back bumper just hits him and like crushes his pelvis. Yeah. He just hits him and he crumples to the ground. You can feel the pelvis 
well, you can hear the pelvis shatter as the turn of the car causes this massive break in the side. No amount of right gear is going to save you from that experience. And as he rolls over the side of the flat back of that town car, he lands onto the floor on the other side and cracks his mandible on the way down, completely dead, nearly snapping his neck. Listen, when you're going 40 miles per hour, anything can happen. (laughs) Death is inevitable. Uh, the man dies and you are left on the other side pulled through I imagine I, I have to think that Burroughs drives stick right yeah you slam back you're you're holding it in stick position you're much closer Niles is within grabbing distance to get to the car the other two are on the way no sight of the other three but you've managed to take out one of ten of these folks as uh, it looks as though only four are left out here on the field. The other two have cleared into the building, thinking there's anything for them in there. So, dealing with these four, we'll move to Niles. You're just a few seconds from this car. You could get in now if you wanted to. There are still four submachine guns poised against you. I'm sorry, three after Burroughs has just demolished a man's life and ended his existence. He will not be going home to his kids. Instead, we will be seeing what you're doing next, Niles. Huh. I could get in the car. You could. Oh. Or did they, like, the the three that got, like, not, I assume those are the ones that ducked away from yes, Burroughs, so right? Yes, so they dived from the way. They were also the ones who fed you bullets last turn. Mm. Yeah, could I, could I use vicissitude? Yes. <laughs> Can I use vicissitude to change my body type to kind of match the overall build of uh, Devon or whatever his name is, the guy who was in there? Sheriff Devon? Yes, absolutely. You form yourself into a mass that simulates Devon's great strength, and you can feel as this almost metastasized cancerous flesh begins to build on your shoulders and across you. What do you look like now? How does this manifest? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of almost like a bubbling that just starts to just, like, build, like, muscle over and just grow. It's, like, stretching out, like, the shirt that I have and the jeans that I have. And even the boots on my feet are kind of getting, like, like swollen to the point where it's, like, bursting at the seams. Um, and, yeah, it just, it doesn't look great. <laughs> Make no mistake, Niles. This still hurts. Yeah. Everything that we are after death is pain. And if anything is indicative of this, it's vicissitude. As your body changes shape to your mere will, to the thought that you might be better, you become something to be feared. What do you do with this power? Uh, I'd like to capitalize on the three guys who are uh, not uh, ready for this and, like, attack them. Or, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking capitalize. Let's do it. Yes. What do I need to do? I need to roll anything. Uh, so let's do a strength plus brawl. Um, what does vicissitude? Uh, does it give you any mechanical fu- function, or do we come up with that? I don't think it gives me any. Uh, the, what I'm using is only changes my appearance. Okay, and it just changes your. Yeah, it's, it's just for my. Uh, yeah. That feels lame to me. Add two dots to your roll. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love yeah. you okay, okay. so much. For He's that. a benevolent. <laughs> Storytelling. Yeah. Keep him entertained, y'all. Let's keep him entertained. Hey, Caleb. Do I need to roll any kind of frenzy test with the fire? 
Yeah. Mm. I don't think that you were close. Like the fire was happening in the other room. Oh I no, the, the, okay. the, incendiary, the incendiary round to the chest. The slug is not what you think. There's no primal fear of fire yet. Got it. Thank you. Sorry. No, you're fine. But I, I, oh, I know what you're thinking of. That comes later. I have three successes, but uh, my hunger dice, I failed both of them. Failed like ones? Uh, one was a one. Okay. We're okay. We're good. Okay. Uh, and as long as you succeed with your hunger die, you're never in danger of the bestial fail. Bestial okay. failure uh, comes into play if we have zero successes and the beasts. So a oh. double one with no successes, that's when we're... That's why it's so very scary, because you almost never roll it, but when you do, you now lose basically complete control. Um, all right, Niles, uh, I'm going to roll for their defenses, but come on. Come on. Um, one of them manages to beat back what you're doing. You said three successes? Three successes, yes. Okay. So tell me what happens to two of these fools as you uh, descend on them. Um, yeah, I just, like, get in between, like, two of them, and I just, like, <laughs> I essentially just chest punch them straight through. Um, yeah. And then right. I might throw the, I might take that one guy and then throw him into the other dude. Nice. And then jump on top of him and just like rip his throat out straight. Right. <sighs> in, in your life, you never truly understood what it meant to cave in someone's chest, but here it's commonplace. You've broken the rib cage so tremendously that it could almost be used as a handhold to then pick him up and pummel the other. And these two men lose their lives screaming dying, crying in front of you as they're fighting for everything that they have and then they're snuffed out completely. The last who has fallen prone and crawled backwards with his submachine gun has a sense of fear in his eyes you have never seen in your life. He is looking at the devil. He's looking at a monster. And the unfortunate part is that he's looking at you. Niles, it's a bizarre feeling to know that you're what people are afraid of in the dark. There's no mistaking this here. It's a shirk of humanity. It's a change in what we are. And it makes you think that maybe you're losing a part of yourself in doing things like this. But it also feels so easy. And that voice begins to speak up in you, Niles. You have to grow and change and adapt until you have become what they fear most strong Niles. We go from this group to our sexy couple sneaking through the dark, walking as though nothing is wrong in the world. Uh, I'll let you guys decide which one of you would like to go first. Um, you're both uh, succeeded on stealth, so what is happening out here in the field is not perturbing you two in, in the least, and the people inside of the building have no knowledge of you as well. You're, you're free to roam. What's the plan? <laughs> question um baby quick, quick, what do you think should we take the two and run them all down or should we just take the one i think we both deserve to have a little bit of fun don't <gasps> you wait should we make a contest out of this what do you think yeah whoever bags the most bad guys wins or good no, guys uh, i forget no, no, no. how this works now who cares 
Who, well, the fact that they're shooting and they ruined my fucking shirt is enough. How about this? The one who spills the most blood gets to. Ooh! Gets to use. Basically, gets to be the one chained up for four hours. <laughs> Alright. Well, maybe we can mop the blood up after. Uh, good time. <laughs> you mark. Like this. Get set. Go. And then I'm going to go ahead and go to one car. We're going to do that. Okay, so there is one left out in the field, meaning that this contest is which one of you can get to him faster. Oh, there's only the one car left? I thought there was two. Oh, we thought there there were two, yeah. There are two SUVs. The rest rest of the folks are inside the building itself. Yeah. And there is one SWAT member left after uh, Niles had their way. Do you you think a wall is going to stop this? You could absolutely go back inside and, and, and have your stay of the, the warehouse if you would like to. Oh, no. Like, okay. Let's, uh, 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 Aaron, Listen, I'm so, we had a we plan. It might yeah. not be a good plan, but we're sticking to it. Yeah, at this oh. point. Well, no, no, we okay. could both take them out if you want. Because they can't hear us. I just want to remind you, Regal took three points of aggravated damage. Just... Uh, you know, Mayday Fair. roleplay stats if you were uh, looking at the yeah, website. Three Fudge. points of aggravated damage. But you do, you. You live your life. In fact, I mean, there is online. one guy still alive if you both want to pounce on that guy that's by my car. I disagree with Burroughs. I think it's a great idea. I think you should go back in the warehouse. Caleb is wildly swinging from protect your children to absolutely endanger your children. <laughs> I am right now, like, totally, like, is Caleb fucking with me? Or is he actually no. trying to say, he is fucking with you. We're sticking Listen. with our plan. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Perfect. So what is the plan then? Who's acting first? Where are you going? Go ahead, Aaron. I'm oh, you. I think our plan is just to run as fast as we can, get in a car, and we both charge this guy simultaneously. And if we T-bone each other, so be it. Okay, perfect. So you're both <laughs> yeah. going for the first one. Let's yeah. get contested uh, dexterity and athletics to see which one of you is quicker to the kill. And Ooh. Enoch is just cackling the whole time. There is no question to everyone watching. This feels like bizarre mating ritual there is an idea around this that feels as though they're both getting so off on the idea that one of them is going to get there first uh i only got one success i'm sorry i totally missed what the pool was it is uh dexterity athletics my friend all you got to do is beat a one if you got any celerity this would be the time to do it but i don't think either you do i got two fives Two fives. Okay, so double failure for Enoch, one success for uh, the the beautiful Allison. Allison, you beat your boyfriend to the kill. You mm. arrive on top of this man before Enoch has any um, motion to make. Uh, what's the action? Uh, I would, uh, since I made it already on top, I'm... Ooh, they don't suspect me, correct? They do not. They're terrified of what you can see is this mass of flesh that used to be the quiet one in the corner. Okay, so because I can uh, uh, mesmerize like that uh, on unsuspecting uh, people, I'm going to go ahead and grip and immediately lock eyes and do my thing to hypnotize him. Okay, I just want to remind you at this level, you cannot force a person to commit suicide. No, 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 yeah 
can commit them to torture themselves or to hurt themselves in some sort of way, but nothing that would cause fatal harm. Anything that would put them in direct harm's way, they will not uh, obey. Okay. But just whatever you're going to do, go for it. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, because I can do like a small complex command, I'm going to be like, hand us all your weapons. Okay. And, wait, 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 uh, hand us all your weapons and walk into the fields until you physically can't anymore. Okay. All right. Um, I don't think that's too complex for him. It's immediate. You meet him in the eyes as he looks to you thinking you're one of his compatriots, someone that he can trust. And immediately he realizes that, no, you're the love of his life. Uh, he falls immediately for that opalescent illusion as you can see his whole body go lax as though he's he's never been in a nicer place and he stares at you in awe as you tell him exactly what to do and he nods the entire time he drops the submachine gun to the side the sidearm he's dropping his elbow pads his his helmet his vest anything for you if it helps i'm also kind of like stroking his face too so he's really getting into it he's nodding he's holding at your hands and as soon as he feels okay he looks to you for permission to run keep running and don't look back oh yeah i had lion king this okay second. okay and he turns around he runs full force as enoch? far as he can as fast as he can in the opposite direction enoch i know what you're doing tell me what it is can i pick up his gun and shoot him in the back absolutely you can <laughs> um go ahead and give me a keeping um... in mind i have no firearm skill well, God bless. <laughs> I'm like, you, you didn't want are... to go up for the kill? That's so disappointing. But like, I, I love that nobody took like drive or firearms. We're good. We're no, going to walk. I do, I do have drive. That's why I was like, I can drive. So give me, um, uh, give me a dexterity and firearms pool, Enoch. If you shoot up my new car. One success. One success is all you need in a situation where it is a harmless target. This man is running for his life. Uh, He's running like he used to in track. He's running like he did when he went into the police academy. He's running like he has his entire life. But this time he has no full understanding because of the sway over his mind that this is the last time he will ever run. Uh, And it's a burst of three shots that go straight through the back and come out the heart. Um, and without the vest to stop it, um, he comes to a screeching halt. He screams out one last cry into the parking lot. <laughs> and with your cloud of silence, the bullet doesn't even make a noise as it comes out through the other side. How he far falls. away is the body? <sighs> um, 45 feet. I will say that drinking from dead flesh, no. you have maybe 30 no, 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 minutes no. before it starts to go bad. No, 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 no. Babe, 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 um, I actually, I really need a clavicle. Can you, can you go get it for me? Okay, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Remember how I taught you? <laughs> That's what clean, cuts. For... Clean, clean cuts That's while what I get the car ready. Just, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'll carve his clavicle yeah. out. Sure. Let's what? do it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Put it in the trunk. Let's go. 
it, time is of the essence here. I know, but this so, is very important. Why? Absolutely. All I'm saying is we'll need a, a roll to see how quickly he can do this. But we'll do that when we come back around. We're going back Excellent. to the side. Three <laughs> folks are in a ditch. Uh, you can see that the plainclothes detectives have moved to the window itself and are priming those revolvers out the side. And you can see that the, the SWAT team are behind them moving into the warehouse that you were in just before. Uh, in fact, Burroughs, you can see over the side uh, shoulder that they're filing into this room where you used to be in the bay. Um, Regal, Mal, Sybil, what's the move? You're stuck in this uh, this ditch. You're sure that they may be able to get a couple shots off on you through the window. Uh, there's running out to the parking lot. What do you want to do here? Parking lot? Okay. I think, yeah. I'm making sure that they get to they get out of the ditch first. Okay, so Sybil, you're staying around. You're watching for these two to leave. You're looking over your shoulder. Let's go to Regal then. Regal, you just took a nasty fall. You can feel the fucking gaping wound in your chest as it's flown out the other side there. Um, luckily, there's no shrapnel that you can tell. And with your healing, the wound, that open hole in your chest is already starting to form new cells trying to meet back together to remind you that you do not get to escape. You have to live. You have to live. Um, your eye is pulsing. That, that dangerous hole in your head is telling you that you need to get out of here. And you can hear Mokur's teaching in the back of your mind, reminding you that you are the next in a long path and that if you die, nothing is left. What's the move? Yeah, um, j just going to get up and get moving and, and just try to move as fast as he can out of that ditch and around to the to the parking lot. Perfect. Okay, give me a dexterity and athletics. Okay. That is uh, one success. Beautiful. That's enough to get you out of the ditch for now. You're making it towards the top. You think you're out of the way of those revolvers, too. We go to Mal. Uh, before I start running to the parking lot, I want to uh, strengthen my shadow cloak again and oh. um, just have it bleed out so the most deep, impenetrable darkness envelops all the space around me. And it's nice. just a void of nothingness. And I want them to look into the void and see the futility of their existence. And I want to uh, try and intimidate them back inside. Beautiful. That's okay. fucking awesome. So we're going to use manipulation and intimidation. We'll give you an extra dot for the use of oblivion. Uh, it says I get two. For uh, hiding, correct? Uh, for both, for south and oh, intimidation. Oh, shit. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, do two then. I two thought this was an alternative choice. I'm done. It's both. At least I think it is. Let me let me triple you gotta check. You got love Sombra. I'm yeah, sure of it. It's, it's spooky shadow. Um. Remember, if it's not a roll you like, you all can use one will PowerPoint to re-roll three dice. I have seven dice in this pool, and I got six successes. Holy oh shit! Oh it my is, god! It is Hot the damn. deepest, darkest void they can imagine there are no stars there is no pinprick of light there is nothingness and they like the the human the human mind idea of i'm going to create something out of whatever i'm seeing there's nothing to create you are alone and it is 
forever. There is no escaping this darkness, and they will die in it, and they won't even know if they're dead, because it won't change. This miasma, this portal, this hole in the universe where Mal sits, where Mal has made a living, envelops all of you. Regal, uh, uh, Sybil, and Mal in this echo, this shadow of what you truly are. And you can see this man who had leveled that revolver against you, ready to hit another slug in one of your chests. Pause. Hold the gun. And stare. It's familiar to you, Mal. You felt it. That feeling he's in right now on the side of a road and a wreck of a car. But for him, this moment where life ends and you truly realize that there's nothing out there, that nothing's coming for you, that it's just you and when you're gone, nothing comes. That moment for him is you. Sybil, I need you to try and resist this. Give me a resolve a resolve and survival. <laughs> okay. You got this. Okay, that's two successes and a skull. So I think that's still two? Yes, two successes. You managed to fight back whatever shallowness Mal has just invaded into the cavity that used to be your heart. There was that voice talking again. Uh, that one you're familiar with, the one that begs you to remove these trappings and become what we really are. It's asking for the beak, the talons, for the feathers, for what we really are. Be the beast, but you fight it back down. Fight it back down. The three of them drop their guns, uh, and as... Some of the SWAT uh, speak to the others. There's this high-pitched whine that is running through their, their radios that's so loud, full of the static, that they can't really focus on each other. And one of the SWAT says to him, Are they out there? Did you get them to take a fire? They had to be out there. They ran out the window. What are you doing? And the other says, There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I didn't see anything. They must be in the other room. And they, they file out away from the window back into the bay. Uh, the three of you pile back into the parking lot. You all three have a good shot at the car. Uh, we'll go back to Enoch's clavicle. If you could give me a clavicle mm -hmm. roll. I don't even know what the fuck to do here. I love um, that show. You guys seen yeah. the show? Clavicle roll? Clavicle roll? Slaps. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have done it because I do have surgery. Let's get intel. Well, you have surgery? Yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get intelligence and medicine, Enoch. Okay, well, I have no medicine, but I have four intelligence. I would say you also know biology. I'm sure you've dissected things in the past. I don't know if they were bones, but let's say Baby, intelligence and yeah. science then, my friend, which should be an obscene eight. pool. Yeah, That's a pool of eight. Nice. God bless. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Yeah, you don't even have to surgically procedure this. There's no plan here. You are so familiar with the body that there are these books you can picture inside of the cobweb that is your mind. And it's like picking out iodetic memory uh, uh, pictures here. You're going immediately back to the first time you looked at the human body. You reach in and the clavicles in your hand before you can even think. 
It's perfect. <laughs> it's beautiful. Ripped in gore and hanging pieces of flesh still from, but it is perfectly pristine. Oh, perfect. Can I uh, lick it like a popsicle? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you so choose. There is a perverse question of the beast inside. Lick it! Lick it! You should lick it like a fucking popsicle! And you reach out, you grab it, and you lollipop that shit. Um, go ahead and slake one hunger off of the drippings of this flesh from the bone. Uh, you Don't are mark drawn. Up the bones. <laughs> Good. You are drawn <laughs> to drink from the rest, but we'll say you slake one blood off of this body. Are my kingsters going to the car now? Oh, I okay. think I think we've done enough damage. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Thank Baby, you. did you know that the clavicle is the only? long bone that's horizontal in the human body that's why <laughs> it's why they're hard to find sometimes that's what like ah, it's gonna look Beautiful. really good i know on the mantle no no i got plans <sighs> we go hey, yeah, to... no, i'm in the driver's seat by the way i can you... drive so i'm in the driver's yeah, seat fuck, don't let me drive Beautiful. Oh, no. now sybil Regal, can i get a final run to the car to avoid the submachine gun spray from those in the bay doors and you said Dexterity that and athletics, yes. Okay. Unless you have celerity, in which case you can use that to assist your role. This is the only game I've ever rolled well in. I got four successes on four dice. That's I'm incredible. I'm very happy. And it doesn't matter. It, it only matters if I have two of the fang ones, not one yes. of the fang ones. If okay, you great. have two of these onks with stars... Or two of the onks with fangs. That's what I need to know. Okay. If you ever roll two tens or two of the onks with stars, let me know. That's a crit. That counts for four, not two. Okay. Cool. I have one success. Uh, we have one success from Regal. How much yep. from Sip? One success. One. Okay. Beautiful. Um, so in getting away, you all make it to the car. Uh, I'm assuming everyone is hopping on or at least piling onto the flat back. There's yeah. definitely enough room for six of you, seven of you, uh, uh, but which, the which I think will work out because it sounds like Allison and Enoch are going to steal one of the other cars. Oh, yes. oh, that's right. I'm yeah. so sorry. They're taking the SUV. Correct. Um, so Enoch and Allison pack into one of the SUVs. The rest of you pack into Baby Blue. Um, there are submachine guns. Yes, uh, uh, Niles. I Actually, could I go in the SUV with Enoch and Allison? Absolutely, you can. So you hop in with mom and dad. The rest are in baby blue. <sighs> Caleb, just be mindful. We would have taken all that shit that was left behind, like the the bullet, like all the that guns, the vest, the guns, all that? the bullets, the what, okay. even if there was a pocket knife, we would have taken everything. I'm going to include you guys in this shot then. Okay, cool here beans. we go. Um. You had one success, Sybil and Regal? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two of you take two superficial, or I'm sorry, one superficial damage each. Okay. Um, and then that goes for my romantic couple as well. You both take superficial damage. How much? Uh, just one for each of you. So how much is five super, uh, like those damages? So uh, basically you have superficial until yeah. you run into aggravated. So how oh. much health do you have? Uh, well, I had four because of the arm. Yes. And then one just now. So I have like five superficial. What's your total? Oh. Uh, health. 
Oh, isn't it just like it's just five? Right? Okay, so then you are now in aggravated damage territory. So okay. that one you just took will be yeah. aggravated. If you take four more points of that, you'll die. Ugh. Dead. Okay. Fully dead. Gone. Forever. Gone. Uh, Regal, same for you. Whatever your health is, you're at three aggravated damage. Whatever the remainder is, if you've taken it in aggravated damage, you're in trouble. Um, yep. The boxes still fill in superficial as long as you haven't already filled them with superficial. So, for example, if you're at full health, you take two aggravated. The remaining five of that seven pool still takes superficial before it turns to aggravated. Unless it's straight up aggravated damage. I know that sounds confusing, but I will rem- uh, try and remember for you so it makes more sense, right? Aggravated damage goes straight to Oh my god, it fucking hurt. If that happens to me again, I'm gonna die. Superficial always fills half a box. Okay. Uh, uh, just so you know, I would have done like... She doesn't really do moans of pain. It's gonna sound like a weird, like, kink thing. <laughs> yes, we know. we know. I, I just want... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure that's all we can picture. I'm sure everyone Great. watching right now knows that she's moaning. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we are all in the car as the submachine guns shoot out of the, the, the bay door, but the two cars burst off into the Denver uh, horizon, pass down the the, the, can- the uh, mountain that you've sort of built into with this uh, shipping company. The suitcase is with Sybil, and the two packages are in baby blue, uh, those packages being Regal and Mal. As you guys speed off and the stranded... SI members stuck in the bay doors to watch as you leave. Uh, they they push to their radios trying to get them to work and they click and click and still the static. That is until you guys turn the corner and finally they have word to speak back to their superiors. With that, it's 12.15. We're going to take a 15 minute break. We'll be back at 12.30. Thank you guys so much. I know we ran a little long, but we'll be back at 12.30. Okay, we'll be back. Okay, for a second there, I forgot I'm the one that has to say this. <laughs> you know. um, I was just sitting here going, all right, can't wait till Sergio or Vince start talking. <laughs> no, You're in me. the hot seat this time. <laughs> yeah. So, driving away from the warehouse and out of Denver, you are greeted with two new friends in the back of uh, Baby Blue, as well as... A new vehicle. Congratulations to the new car owners. Um, <laughs> you you now own a uh, a, a brand new black uh, SUV, government issue, baby. It's it's tagless, uh, no license plate, no no registration, nothing inside of the uh, the dash itself. It is flying completely blind. Um, and inside, you do manage to find. Um, some various uh, technological aids. It looks like some sort of form of radio uh, or long range. Um, it does not seem to be on or anything like that, but it, it's definitely in the vehicle itself. There's also two Kevlar vests uh, and then two shotguns that were kept oh. in the back of the SUV itself. Um, but so what is the plan here? We're in baby blue. I assume that baby blue is leading the charge here. Uh, yeah, I apologize we'll, we'll, for giving your car a nickname already, but it fits so goddamn I, I, good. I think Chad also decided that that's the name of the uh, car, so that's fine. Um, Maybe. W- would would I know that there is a close enough Ravnos spot for me to hide us all in? 
Absolutely. You have the map given to you by Dino, the, the lead member of the Vardo, who runs back in Vegas and has mapped out the whole West Coast for the Ravnos Nation. And they, Burroughs is definitely old school enough that he does have like a fold-out map that he's like half driving, half got it open looking. <laughs> yeah. And and the vampire world has become such that Burroughs, that is the standard, not anything to do with cell phones or GPS or anything like that. You are a part of a new topic within the Camarilla as well as vampires at large that the thing that got us into this mess was technology to begin with. They have all sort of adopted a boomer-like uh, revulsion to the idea of technology as an aid. So much so that the Camarilla blame it for their recent debacle. And the um, the main reasoning for why people like the people you just encountered are coming down on the Kindred as a whole. So these handmade maps is how Dino works as well. You've got a couple of different spots throughout this map that are located off of uh, I-70 and I-15. Um, there, there are three places that stand out to you. The first is a gas station that's within 30 minutes of where you are now. The second is a trailer park uh, squat is what they call them, but it's just a place where they know for sure uh, a building or structure is not housed by anyone and can be used by Kindred. So that's a trailer squat uh, that is past um, the, the I-70 into Utah. Uh, and then there is another in um, Black Dragon Canyon in Utah um, that is an auxiliary route that would take you through to a small town of Emory where there is a, uh, oh. a kin. Oh, shit. I think Aaron might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would it <laughs> take you to a motel uh, that is kindred friendly and that may even have food for you if you stay. Um, that route would take you off the beaten trail for two extra hours, so it may slow you down a little bit. I'll, I'll open it up to the group and just say, uh, I got a little experience with the uh, with Johnny Law, and I feel like if we stay the course, they, they'd be the most likely they'll pursue us. I think we, we should go off the beaten path. Agreed. All think. You know yeah. what? That sounds totally logical. I'm on board with that. Well, so... Uh, to our guests is anyone hungry can we get you anything specific obviously not right now but i, I think they packed some blood bags for us those are for me oh there Excuse is a blood me? bag uh for each member here essentially they've packed six blood bags for you to leave with uh, i just think it as simple says they're all hers yeah no no, I, no. I definitely want that no 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 i also want to point out that because the other two are in the suv how are we all communicating the radio. Wait, wait, Go wait. Uh, Enoch, you, you have your... Figure that radio out. Over there. No. No? No. No. They Don't have that out. radio also. No. Oh, they have stay, stay, It's a great uh, idea. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. I know. I, listen, well, I know my way around a radio. Can I... Um, Go ahead and give me a intelligence plus insight. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. 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 Wait, I can't control Intelligence, it. no technology oh. in there? Or wits and insight, whichever you prefer. Only this is just... not concerning the radio. I see. Oh, shit. So that's... Oh, we, uh, we, 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 we fucked ourselves. I didn't know. That is... um. Well, that's four success. Wait, there's a six a success or is that a seven? The six is not a success. Okay, so Above that's Above a six success, six and below failure. Three successes. 
I mean, Beautiful. they would also understand we don't have any radios, so unless there was a, you know... I thought, yeah, no. What your not... insight role gains you is that, one, you know that this radio probably couldn't communicate with Baby Blue because they have no receiver. Two, that you know these situations pretty well, that either the equipment is tracked by some way, because it's the government, uh, okay. either the equipment or the car, and that turning this on would make your presence known to them. True. Uh, you're a very smart guy, Enoch. You know that messing with this thing could draw them immediately on you if they're not already tracking. Well, just all right. Is, I'm, is, how, should we pull over? Like, let's say we pulled over really quick so we could actually. I mean, can we just follow Baby Blue and? Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't us. know. We would just follow him. You do have I'm, cell phones if you'd like to call them. Say, I want to call Allison uh, from sure. Baby Blue. You call Allison, the call yes. goes through. I assume you guys all have your numbers for each other, right? I, yeah. Um, I assume so. Allison, we the would. call comes through. Do you accept? Oh, absolutely. You do. And on the other side. <laughs> all right, I need you to do the exact opposite of that and just do it one more time. What? Again. Whatever is going on with the cell phone, it's not operating the way, you know, a cell phone would. Oh, okay, I'm going to hang up and text and be like, don't do that again. Pull over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you you uh, cancel the call and you get a text, Sybil. Um, and the text comes through and it says, I'll bathe in your organs, I'll dance in your blood, death for all. Great. So communication's tough. Why? And then the, the letters start to shift and then the cell phone goes black and then zaps back on and then starts to shudder like dead pixels across the screen. As soon as it goes black, I'm just going to turn towards Mal and, and... You can see like a like a compass. The black is centered exclusively off Mal, who has no real awareness of what's going on. But you, you point it around the vehicle and yeah, they're the dead spot. Okay. Um, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. But is there any way to turn this off? I'll. I instead of turning it off, kind of extend the shadows a little bit extra, and just kind of tap on the screen. Looks fucked. What'd you do? <laughs> the shadows move out to touch your cell phone, and you can feel it completely turn off in your hands vibrates off um and then trying to power it on after that you get that dead battery screen coming up telling you to plug it into a charger caleb yeah i would like to flick the emergency lights so i can signal and then i'll like roll down the window I'll just be like, like baby blue out the manual sort of mirrors up there up the top you can see the flash of the hazards go out behind you uh it's clear that the suv is signaling you I do. I feel like we've gone enough of a distance that if we pull over, suddenly a bunch of cars aren't just going to pull up. I, You've I been feel driving like... about fifteen minutes. Okay, no, that's fifteen not long minutes. Enough. It's not long enough. I don't, think I, you, you I don't think, think I know that. I don't think you've maybe yeah. gone about ten miles from where you were. I think what? as I pull over and we're hitting the dirt and slowing down, I'm going to say, "Whatever you're going to say, make it quick. We got to get on the road." Where location? Dump your, dump your car and get inside. No, but we got stuff here. We got a whole bunch of like uh, weapons and stuff. Throw them in the trunk, baby. And tracking devices. Fine. Did Don't you check for a GPS tracker? 
All these government rides are equipped with GPS trackers. Hey, okay, everyone on my ass. Let's just unload. I just thought we could use a few more playmates. That was fun. What kind of fucking chicken shit outfit is this? Who the fuck are you people? I'm Sybil. <laughs> Burrows. Grabbing the shit. Grabbing the shackles. I'm Niles. Grabbing. <laughs> They're calling me Regal. As soon as everything's back in the trunk, I'm gonna literally like lean over to tell me like, I'm Allison. Now move. It's real tight. Like it fits like maybe six and now we're like eight. So yeah, or so. Allison is definitely propped up in Enoch's lap, but oh, it yeah, is, say, it's a tough fit. Can right, I just- all there... good? We're all strapped in? Regal, you expressed interest in checking for a tracker. Is there any immediate physical move to do that, or was that just verbally? Uh, well, for now, the car behind. Seeing seeing how tight it is in the car, first Regal is going to rip the radio out of the the back of the SUV, okay. and then start start checking the engine block and the undercarriage for any sort of tracker. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get a. Do you, girl? A uh, intelligence plus. Uh, investigation. Uh, we got time for this? Now, now, now I'm cooking. Now I'm cooking, baby. Now I'm cooking, baby. Can you like change the music? Because if I hear oh, yeah. one more Christian rock, five successes. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'll change it. Five successes. Five successes. You absolutely find a GPS tracker uh, hidden uh, inconspicuously in the engine block. Um, it Ooh. even has sort of a readout on it, and Ooh. is communicating. Um, uh, a name which is uh, Delta Four, and then after that it has like a string of coordinates. Um, and with your mind uh, and your level of success, you could tell that this is absolutely communicating uh, a location of another vehicle. Okay, um, I will. I will make note of the coordinates, and then I'm going to crush that thing underfoot. Okay, you crush it, the electronics break, and there's this snap as the digital readout screen dies below you. Uh, and you're pretty sure you got everything that was tracking off this vehicle. And the radio is, did you rip it to shreds or the radio with Yeah, you? fucking destroyed it. Yeah. Got it. You're clean. You can use it. Yeah. So what? are we splitting up, staying in two cars? What oh, are we I doing? thought we were moving the car anyway, just in case. <clears throat> our, our new friend uh, here just... <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah, but we're already in the car and we just moved all the shit. Let's just go. I'll, I'll hit it in the drive. Probably better not to have a government car anyway. Yeah, fucking Debbie. You leave uh, a government issue SUV on the side of the road, sans radio, shotguns, Kevlar. Oh, no, no. We took GPS that shit. Where yeah. did we take it? Where Allison, was in the trunk. Was, yeah, they, they were stuffing into Guns. my trunk. Yes, I, Sam's. I'm sorry, removed of. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> empty of what it used to have. Excuse me. Pop up um, school. And it is now stuck on the side of the road there, um, in the sort of turnout ditch, the gravel out road off the interstate. And Baby Blue drives back onto the main road of I-70, uh, heading into Utah uh, and out towards the I-15 that will take them back to Vegas. What is the next stop? Are we? Pulling off the inlays like we were talking about yeah. into the alternate route. Yeah, we're going to head to that alternate route and uh, try to lay low there. Okay, um, let's take a reminder. Let's just see our hunger levels. Um, <laughs> Enoch has slaked one. So, Enoch, what are you at? Zero, presently. Okay. 
Enoch is not hungry at all. Allison, I believe you're at one. I'm at one. Beautiful. Regal? Three. We've got Burroughs at two. Sybil? Two. Niles? Two. And Mal? Three. Three. Okay, so some of us are getting a little hungry in this vehicle. Mm -hmm. We know that going through the canyon uh, will be a little longer into Emory, but as long as you can make it past the drive, there will be plenty to eat past the canyon. Um, So you guys make your way through the alternate routes. Uh, It is an expertly uh, done position for Burroughs here. Burroughs may not be the tightest uh, action driver. He's not ready to uh, knock somebody off the road, but damn is he a cool rider when it comes to easing down and following a map. He knows exactly where to go. It's like his soul is directing the vehicle before his hands are. Um, And humming those gospel tunes underneath. Uh, By this point, I can tell everyone's annoyed, so I've I've switched to a hip-hop station or something, you know. There you go. And I'll I'll say, you know what song I like? I like that one that goes... uh, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town, town road. road and That's gonna a good one, right? Ride till I... I'm gonna sing along with him. I'm gonna move. Does the radio still work? It comes oh, in, yeah. um, but it comes in jarbled with that sort of bizarre screeching, like the phone coupled and the static, the whine off of those radios from the uh, the SI before. It's similar. So you do, you'll get Old Town Road, but you'll get Old Town Road mixed in with this terrible with a demonic, demonic choir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> technology reverb that I'm is that. breaking through. And every so often you get those bizarre whispers that come around with Mal uh, enhances that oblivion. So it is, it's a good vibe, but it is definitely one that can only be reserved. Vibe. Yes, yeah. it is made for kindred. And I'm sure Enoch is in love with this noise. Look, thanks for getting me out of there. But can somebody please explain to me what is going on? I think order. I think you're under the impression that we know a lot more than you do. And that is not the case. I guarantee you do. I guarantee you do. So I was told, in... We were told to pick up some assets. You're the assets okay. we picked up, and now we're on our way back. Can I ask who asked you to pick us up and why? The Camarilla of Vegas, as far as I know. Santos? Name familiar? No. I'm out of the loop on a lot of things. Well, uh, we're vampires, so I just assume you are too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's step one. So we're all on the same side. No reason to be uh, so paranoid. Are we, though? I've seen plenty of kindred try to kill other kindred. I don't think that necessarily tells us we're the same side. Well, Well, I have no intention of killing anybody. Except those assholes back there. What do you think they're going to do to us? Who? You have to be more specific. The assholes (laughs) back there or the first assholes that delivered you to us? Yeah. Well, wherever you're taking us... I mean, they cared enough to box us up in these steel fucking coffins and transport us halfway across the country. Now you're delivering us right to their fucking doorstep. It ain't to say hi. How do you know? Because... Because apparently you know more than we do. Why why are you in the box? I don't fucking know why I'm (laughs) in the box. Well, there we go. No one knows. Let's move on from that. 
we don't know. It is to say hi, at least a little. You have to present yourself to the prince. That's just how this works. Yeah, his name's Prince or something. Politics suck. Welcome to it. That's what this is? This is so so we can go and, like, kiss some fucking ring? Isn't that some bullshit? Partially. What do you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You called yourself civil, right? Yeah. You seem to have some kind of insight into this. Well, that's basically what I told you. There's a prince. We all do what he says for various reasons, and we mind our business. Just this go. Grant guy, right? Grant something. Mm-hmm. Aloysius Grant. It's a stupid name. That's a stupid fucking name. That's probably the last time you can say that. Fair enough. I'm sorry. Obviously, you I'm have not. some feelings involved here. So oh, I don't li- listen. This is this is work. I don't. This is customer service. I. My opinions are my own. You got to be careful with what you say because he has fanboys in a way. Fanboys like knights, like sheriffs. I would say more like rabid K-pop fans, if you think about it. Both equally as dangerous. With big fucking German executioner swords, I've seen it. Why do you sound like Elvis? (laughs) He can live his best life. uh, A man can't come from Mississippi and be called Elvis? You said your name is Burroughs. Burroughs, yeah. Burroughs, Niles, Sybil, Mal, Enoch, Amanda, uh, Allison? Allison. I'm going to try to interact with you two as little as fucking possible. (laughs) I would would advise that. Yeah. Don't worry, Um, I'll be watching you. Don't, for the love of God, please don't. Caleb, do I still have the book and the cube on me? Yes. Cool. You have the uh, the cube of display, yeah, that you okay. uh, got in New Orleans. You also have the book that was given to you by Gabriel. Awesome. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I'm also going to sneak a hand into my pocket and just make sure my two little film canisters are in there. They absolutely are. Whatever they were doing to you, no items were taken off your person. All right. And okay. you are reasonably intact. I mean, you do remember both of you around two to three days, or rather nights for you, in which you were awake in the coffin, completely conscious, and all you could hear really was muffled speaking on the other side through the steel. And after three days, you're here. Does anyone recognize the name Kerr? Do we? Does that mean anything to anyone? It does not mean anything I, to anyone. I know Kirby, but I don't know a Kerr. Curry. That's a good food. Curry. Good food. Yeah. <laughs> Take your word for it. Speaking of food, I would very much like to eat at some point. Hey, you know, that's a good thing. I brought up this good restaurant called the Colorado Mine Company. You two, can you eat? Like, like no. normal food? Like people? I don't know. Oh, that'd be nice right now. You tried. You can't. All right. Well, uh,. I don't know if this place we're driving to is going to be uh, populated, but check it out. I I just need an animal or well, something, well, a bird. Sybil, uh, you think you can share you this uh, these blood bags <laughs> with our new friends? We got six of them now. I guess. Thank you. That's good customer service. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll signal to where the blood bags are, probably in a cooler or something. Absolutely. Is uh, that... There's a portion in the trunk, but there is uh, an access point through the back seats. And, uh, Regal, you would know just from the clear 
color of it already through those coolers. Yeah. And Niles, it does sort of set you off a little. Spoons hops a little when Regal mentions needing a bird. Yeah, I like immediately scoop spoons Mm -hmm. and put spoons back in my jacket pocket. No, don't. I'm not gonna. No, don't. Don't worry. Uh There is blood bags in there. Six of them, if any of you would like to slake some thirst. I will say that depending on your predatory type, it may not benefit you as much as the others. I won't eat. Burrows will not eat either. I'm going to look Sybil dead in the eye and drink one. (laughs) Mal, you slake one hunger. Nice. You're at two. What is the energy in this car? It feels tense in a way that uh, all of you are forced to be a part of this group. Uh-huh. But it is also that dying adrenaline of having survived something again. Not only uh, the part of us that used to be human that loves the idea of survival, but that beast inside that thrives off the idea that we succeeded. That we were more powerful than the other. And okay. so there is the sort of quiet as you guys are feeling each other out. And it feels as though Baby Blue is the only thing on this earth as you are cascading through into Utah and you start to make into these long, big red clay uh, planes that lead up until the canyon passes into Black Dragon. You're making your way, but uh, the roads that Burroughs are taking are obviously made by the Vardo because they are not on traditional uh, street or anything paved. So there is this bounce of the car, of the town car desperately trying to survive the desert as you guys peel out, kicking up dust. The only thing you can see are the headlights out in front of you, and it barely tells you what's five feet in front. But you're making your way. The brights are on. You can see sometimes desert hares will jump past, and uh, different um, uh, animals who take up this portion of the world are, are making their, themselves known across the headlamps. I'm gonna hop out, Ruggel. Hop to it. <laughs> Jump along. That's okay. Let's just get to where we're going. I'll say that unless there is anything else, there is another two hours of driving uh, before we arrive at uh, Black Dragon Canyon. Um, and it is even more desolate than the plains before, but it eventually levels out into these long huge uh, 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 rocks that sort of cave you in to uh, this long stretch of plain in between. And it is red dirt uh, clay plains that extend out. Uh, sparsely, there are patches of grass and trees that will come through, but they're, they're very few and far between. For the most part, it is you and the tumbleweeds and the full moon peeking out over these rock towers out in front of you. You understand that you're cutting it a little close to that moon falling and the sun coming for you. Uh, the intuitive sense of a kindred tells you that you have maybe an hour and 30, if you're lucky. And you know that to get to Emery, you probably still have another hour of driving. Burroughs does not change his speed. He continues. Yeah. How fast are we going? Yeah. What, what, 40 what is miles per hour to make it within an hour yeah 40 no 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 more like 50 <laughs> 80 can we do 80 pull in a california 80 no but by, by the looks of it i think we'll be uh safe uh 
within an hour, sun doesn't rise for an hour and a half, we'll be good. Right. Um, well, you go through for another about 30 minutes of driving, and um, there is, uh, how do I put this? Driving through the Moore Pass, uh, the scenery changes into an uphill climb into empty, wide, red plains. Uh, the interstate is left far behind, and quickly it becomes clear that there's no living thing in sight, not even yourselves. Drive is silent, save for the constant maneuvering to check over your shoulder for anything chasing in black SUVs. And before long, you start to feel safe again. It's nowhere to bed down, but if you stay on this road long enough, maybe you're going to find it. That rest stop sanctioned by the Vardo. But it's the quiet desperation filling this car and leaking out into the red clay that lines the pavement you're burning that draws your attention outside. To the myriad of desert sky stars beaming down on your crawl across the sand. Regal. It's your vigilant, dead eye that doesn't allow yourself to enjoy the view for too long. You feel like something isn't right. Could you give me a wits plus insight? Yep. All right. That is... Five successes. Five successes. It's, and I will actually, I will as as that sensation takes over, he'll actually take off the the watch cap and expose the eye in the middle of his forehead. Do you want to tell everyone in the car what they see if they happen to look over it, Brigal? Yeah, it's um, like broken, rended flesh. Like it's not a clean hole. It looks like something either forced its way through or was peeled back. Um, and it is a a black. Like the whites of the eyes, it's not white. It's just jet black with like a red iris and a horizontal slit. So it's not your two eyes that discover this out of the corners of the brights. It's the third that moves independently of the others. And you're still getting used to that sensation of your body looking one way and your mind looking another. But it's drawn immediately in this new perspective to something just out of the corner of all of your eyes. You're the first to see it. You're welcome to let the others, but this is what you see. Out there, in the plains, in the clear shine of the full moon, is a triangle formation of naked bodies, standing still with their heads to the sky and their arms outstretched. They move in tandem, a sway that pitches and yawns in all directions until you're sure that you can hear them. A low rolling roar of voices, primal and guttural and animal, like they're dying, they're bleeding, they're losing, they're lying. They pay you no mind as you traverse the dirt road around and you can see just off the side there as, as Burroughs has to pull uh, short of a, a tree in the side of the road there, you get an even clearer picture of them. But they don't even turn to look. They don't move. There's no recognition. But you're sure that they're aware of the sputter of your car's muffler. In a haunting way, their ash-pale skin dancing under the wind seems beautiful. There's a part of you, the beast within, that wishes 
desperately to dance with them all. Sybil and Niles, could you please make a frenzy check? What is that? What do I have to roll? Willpower plus a third of your humanity rounded down. So, for example, if you have a seven humanity, you're rolling willpower plus two. If you have a six humanity, you're rolling willpower plus two. That's one success. Okay. That's four successes. You bite back the urge to join. You bite back the urge to feast on the person right next to you, to take their lives shed your clothes, and join. But just in that moment, you're all seeing this. It's all come into view for you now, whether Regal informed you or not. What Ned yeah, pointed not... out. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> not curious enough to find out. Not my problem, not my business. Keep fucking moving. Agreed. Let's go. The lamplight is illuminating their bodies as they sway. Adam. And they move and they shake and they move and they sway. And you're just sort of entranced for a moment. As Burroughs, has the car pulled to a stop? Yeah, I, 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 I think probably slowed down a little bit just to a crawl. Just kind of crawling along, Why? watching. Why? Why? Why are we watching? Uh, it's just kind of captivating, ain't it? Not even remotely. Get the fuck back on the gas. I think Burroughs is going to do the sign mm. of the cross and then just drive. <laughs> you begin to drive. Um, and and uh, are you adopting the same speed? Is it slower now with the, uh, the feeling there? I actually think everyone being kind of weirded out by it, I would be driving a little bit faster. Okay. Um, I'm worried something like this is going to derail us and getting mm -hmm. somewhere safe. Who's sitting in the passenger side up with Burroughs? There's, there's space for two up by me. Okay. Who's on the farthest side of the passenger side by Burroughs? I think I'd be in the front. Sybil, roll wits and awareness. Okay. I probably Let's would roll. too. Okay. Oh, that's right. Awareness. Cool. That's good. One, two. Oh! Um, two tens, so four. Five, six, seven successes. Nice. Sybil, something is hurtling towards the car. Just about to break into the side of Baby Blue, you have just a moment to tell Burroughs. Go, gas, go. I'll, I'll, I'll hit the gas. They're Can pointing off to the side. You're hitting the gas. Is there defensive driving? Is it just full on forward? Are you leaning into it? What's the plan, Burroughs? I think she she told me to drive, so I, I'm just I'm just following what she says and just foot to the foot to the floor. Don't Caleb, we can reach yes. the trunk from the back seat, right? Yes, there is an access point through the back seat. You just have to pull it down so somebody yeah. has to Great. get Here, crunched uh, in. I'm going to pull out a shotgun. Okay, so let's go in this order. Uh, we'll start with Burroughs, then we'll go to Allison with the shotgun, and then whoever would like to call dibs after that. Burroughs, let me get a drive roll with dexterity. You're going to get one in the pool additionally because uh, Sybil informed you. 
great. Okay, that's that's great. Uh, a nine and an eight. So I think those are both successes. Okay, two those successes. are both successes. Good, two successes. So you feel the crunch of baby blue off the side as the door closest to Sybil is indented with a body. There is off the side of you, Sybil, a blur of not quite human form as it collides with the vehicle. There is a sound of wrenching metal and the skirting of the back wheels against the the uneven dirt ground and a huge skid as you threaten to spin, but you manage to keep yourself going. You do not come to a stop. You're pulled to a skid. You, You level yourself out. And whatever this is, it is a flash of white. Uh, we're going to go to Allison. Allison, let me get a uh, a dexterity and um, da, 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 da. no, let's get a composure, a composure and athletics to get to that shotgun even through the impact of the the beast. Okay. One, two, three. Oh shit! Okay, so I have three successes yes. and one is a crit fail or the number one, and it's okay. the red dice, or like my We're hunger. We're all good, because as long as you succeed, that crit fail don't mean shit to us. Great. You are so cool. You're Allison. You are the thing that that should be afraid of. You are the scariest thing out here in the desert. You climb yourself back into the back, and you have to push the seat down, you know, sort of uh, skirting Regal and Nile out of the way to reach in. You pull out that shotgun and rack it. You'll have that ready for your next turn. Who has an action next? Who would like to go next? Actions. There's uh, this I huge wanna... crunch against the door. Mal. I want to pop my fist against the, the side of the, the car where it's crunched in and try and pop it back out and push whatever was on the other side away. Absolutely. You're trying to buff out the dent, right? You you crunch in your elbow. Let's get a uh, strength and brawl to see if you can hit the uh, monster on the other side. Are you trying to go through the door or are you trying to keep the metal intact? Uh, How much are we hurting Burroughs here? I think I'm probably I think I'm probably just trying to get it away and not okay. really hurt it. It's a defensive move. Got yeah, it. it's it, I, I know that like sun sunlight's coming, so we probably we need to hurry rather than fight. Yes. Um, I'm gonna use a willpower to reroll. Three successes. Three successes. Wow. You throw in against that door. What does this look like? How do you skirt this thing away from the car momentarily? Um, it's, it's, if it's, if it's still like its shoulder is still in it, I think I just pop my fist against the, like the central point of where the, the crunch is and uh, try to just like, cr- like crunch it, sh- like compression fracture its shoulder into its clavicle. Right. You see it and you can hear a human yelp as you hit it, but it, it sort of descends into this guttural animal scream on the other side. And you see a flash of what must be pure white alabaster skin, but that has been contorted into bat leather off the arm. This huge, maybe five foot wingspan off the side flies back and is tossed off the side, rolling through. It is this pure white creation with this raggedy, wet, uh, clumped in hair that is cascading around its front and these big flapping wing caught in the bright lights. Uh, who's who's next? That thing's disgusting. What the fuck is that? Uh, I, I is it... 
Oh, no, Niles, go ahead. Oh, is it still on the car? It looks as though it's rolled away for just a moment, but it, it's probably readying the next attack. You could look for it. You could prepare for the, the, the next oncoming, whatever you want to do. But it looks like it was at least pushed away from the side of the vehicle, still pursuing. Then, yeah, Can't I want hit. Oh, go ahead. Go. Oh, you. Niles. Oh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to look f- to see where it's going to come back around if it is pursuing us. Okay, absolutely. Uh, do you have anything to enhance your sight, or is this a straight roll? Uh, I have nothing to enhance my sight. Beautiful. Give me a... Uh, let's do composure and investigation. Uh, those are fails, and that's both my hunger, hunger dice. Beautiful, beautiful. No uh, bestial failures, though, no right? No bestial failures. No ones? Failure. Thank no. God. You just failed. You're yeah. you're looking out the side of the convertible. The wind is whipping in your hair, and it's coming across. Spoons is sort of pecking at your shoulder, and you're trying to get a look at it. You're still feeling <laughs> the remnants of that voice telling you to dance, and there's something out there, Niles, about that bat wing, about that thing, about its wet features that feels like home. That feels like you. It feels like a mirror. This is this is you attacking this car. This is this has always been you. We'll move on. We're going to Sybil, who had the next. Sybil, what are you doing? Uh, I was gonna try and sense the beast, but I don't think I have to at this point. Um, can I? How many weapons are coming out of the back? There's one shotgun in Allison's hand, and she has beautifully racked it. She looks like a gun magazine cover right now. She's got her shades on. She might as well be smoking. She's ready to shoot. Oh, God. There are still, uh, there's still one racked shotgun. Well, not one shotgun uh, in the back trunk, but you'd have to climb through and get shot. Okay, I'll, I'll see how that goes first. Okay. Otherwise, you, I'm just going to lean my seat back. You can just ask. <laughs> so. One gun's enough. You're you're okay. waiting to see how Allison does with that shotgun, correct? Beautiful. Rigel, you had something. Yeah, um, I'm going to activate heightened senses. Beautiful. And uh, tell Allison, uh, or say to Allison, you got another gun? Oh, do I? Pass it. I'll, t- I'll give him actually the cock shotgun if I can just go back under and grab the... Beautiful. Other. No roll for that. Yep. The shotgun's passed over to Rigel. You're enhancing that sight. Your your third eye begins to bleed in rivulets down your face, and it sort of clouds your vision in this red, but in, in a way it enhances and zooms in that vision enough that you can feel everything. You can see this thing out there. Go ahead and give me a... What does heightened senses do for us, uh, first off? Let's go into that mechanic. Yes, so it, I can add my auspects rating to all perception rolls. Beautiful. Ooh, okay, yeah. give me a composure and awareness plus your uh, your auspects. Okay. So, all right, here we go. That is four successes. Four successes, yes. You easily pick this thing out of the crowd. Your eye has zoomed in. Even if you can't physically see where it is, the third eye knows. And there is this bleeding red aura that matches the red in your eye around this winged beast. And you have a clearer sight of it as it starts to speed back up to the side of the vehicle meeting with you. Uh, It's coming up for another ram, but now you know what it looks like. 
Uh, you have eyes on what hit you. The answer makes little immediate sense. It is a massive beast standing at nearly seven feet tall with its arms extended to reveal massive flesh bat wings that have stretched past and out of the scraps of clothing clinging to the body of something that clearly used to be human. It may have even used to be kindred. Their face distended and jaw pulled free from the skull and hanging limply to expose incredible sharp razor fangs that stretch the length of their face out like tusks. Their eyes a bright glowing yellow and their ears flared out in the same pale flesh. It may be a gangrel or it may be something worse. You've never seen anything in your life like this. And whatever they are now, they're not in any right mind as they rear up and run past the car. They spin out in front of the vehicle and cast up sand and dirt as they ready another charge at the car. We have sight on the animal, Regal. What's the move? Can I shoot? Yeah, we'll allow you to shoot. Are you informing the others? Yeah, well, absolutely. Maybe shotgun blast is as good as informing is anyway. Oh, oh, you prime up. Shotgun goes in between. Are you shooting through the, the windshield or are you standing up in the vehicle? Actually, I was going to lean out the window. Oh, beautiful. Okay. It's a good Let, vertical, yeah. so top's hope- down. Yeah, oh, top's down. down? Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I'm stand. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit up in my seat and fucking pop it. Yeah. I think you even slot it on the front of the window pane, uh, the the rim of that front uh, shed, and you line up your shot. Go ahead and give me a dexterity plus firearms. Let's see All how right. good a shot Regal is. He's got the eyes for it. Let's do it. I believe. I believe. That yeah, is three successes. Into the... Two successes. Three. Three successes. Beautiful. <laughs> you body this thing as you can see the shoulder blade become exposed as the shell rocks it off the side and you can see the wing fly back and become fully extended. You can see that it's been through something. It's holed through on the bat leather that forms its flying wings and it is screeching in pain. It is crying from the eyes and looks desperate afraid more than anything else but after it's been rocked back it comes in and makes an attack at the car burrows could i get a response how what are you doing in response is this thing charges through to you well i i want to say that uh could i use brawl in the sense that i i would probably want to assist it in getting it off the road by by hitting it with the car i wonder if i could use a brawl plus dexterity or something since I'm actively trying to hit it. How about this? Let's make this physical, but in a drive sense. Could we do strength and drive? Sure. Perfect. That works for me. Here we go. Um, uh, One success. Beautiful. One success as you whip around you crash into this thing. You negate some damage to the front of the car with that. And as it comes through, it collides onto the top of it, but is wedged on the left headlight, basically. Oh, shit. So it is gripped onto the car, has not On the driver's damaged. side headlight, it's basically yes. now holding Yeah, on. right in front of you, basically. And it is Am I clawed. still driving, or has it stopped us? Still driving. Okay. Has not stopped us. You managed to keep us going. There's no damage to the car yet. Just cosmetic peels into Baby Blue. She's definitely going to need some detailing work. I think but we it... chose the wrong road. <laughs> hmm. It pulls through and starts to climb up. We go to Enoch. You Enoch, any actions? 
Yeah, uh, everyone else seems to have this pretty much on lock, so I'm just gonna take my little field notes notebook out of my lapel and just start taking notes about <laughs> the creature and what's going on because okay. I'm curious about it. What, what does this look like for Enoch to take notes? He's a very it's, interesting guy. Yeah, it's like obsessive, so he's like really like hyper fixated on the notes. His handwriting looks, it, it, it's worse than a doctor's. No one, no one could possibly read it but him. And he's just alternating between manically scribbling in the notebook and looking up at the thing, observing it for a second and then scribbling down some more stuff. I love this. Let me get a uh, composure and science or a cult, if that's higher, on uh, tracking the anatomy of this beast and everything you can remember for later. Composure and science is five d10. Nice. Um, three successes. Three successes. You managed to get a lot of the detail on this thing. You're speaking out the words and making them real, and your mind works in such a way that you you are able to capture anything your eyes can set on. And it is no joke. Before long, you have four pages of detailed, mass-written notes on this thing uh, that you could take home. Uh, this is filling out your journal as you're going along. You, you manage to stay composed in this moment, even though certain death is hanging off the front fender of your town car. <laughs> Moving from there, um, are there any other actions uh, before we, we go around back to the top here? No, beautiful. Okay, so this thing is going to try and make a crawl up to you, Burroughs. It is leeching these big massive talons into the side of the car and you can see the bat wings start to sweep in as the only illumination is blocked halfway by this thing crawling up to you. Uh, it is going to try and make a grip through the front of your windshield at Damn. you. Uh, is there any reaction to this for your turn or would you like well, to save that for your action? No, if I could use something, I have the discipline of presence. Could I attempt yeah. to get this thing to, to freeze long enough for my allies to shoot at it? Hell yeah, baby. Maybe you'll cause it to pause. Let's, okay, let's so go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll try to, you know, I'll just say like, chill, baby, be cool. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I just want to see if I can freeze it. I got two points oh, of God presence. Bless okay, so, so go ahead and put those two points up against, let's call this charisma uh, and oh, oh. persuasion. Uh, three, okay. Okay, okay, another two. That's a lot. Um, so I need to just replace two of these die with my hunger die. That's uh, four successes. Okay, four successes. Wow. All right. Uh, it is going to roll in response, to which it, it takes a look at you. And for a moment, you can see the person behind whatever this was. You can see someone crying out for help. It's Lydia, it's Jimmy, it's father, it's it's every human being you've seen on the side of the road. It's someone trapped in whatever they are now and they are begging to get out. And for just that moment, as you offer that small reprieve, be cool. She's cool, but only for a moment that lasts within a millisecond before it's back against you. Enough for a distracted swipe against you. For you, it does not break the windshield, but it climbs in through the top and swipes in against your left arm. You're going to take two points of aggravated damage. Okay. 
Oh. I'm, I'm okay. Tell me I'm next. Probably just like tore open my chest. We'll go oh, to open right. call. Is there anyone that wants to react as Burroughs stops uh, yes. this thing? Oh. Uh, yeah, let's go to Allison. Allison, okay. let's go. You're grabbing the Sec other shotgun? I already have the other shotgun. I'm standing up. Enoch hold me like like as a seatbelt so I don't fall and because it's point blank yeah stick the thing like literally barrel to head right and pull absolutely uh let me get a dexterity plus firearms let's see if you can keep a steady shot it's a wild mess inside this car as Burroughs is hitting the car starts to skid again Enoch is holding you tight like he always does you prime that shotgun racket right up against the forehead and let's see it. Dexterity firearms. Okay, I got one pass. Yeah, one pass and one fail. One pass, one but fail. Okay, so you fire in at this thing's skull and it clips through the side and off the ear, shedding this huge extended out bad ear. And it has hold through, but it stares at you unaffected, re ready to take out the next one. Uh, let's go to someone else. Anyone else? Actions in the car. Niles. Uh, yeah, I, I want to, like, get by Allison, but um, I just want to get over the top of the windshield and try to use vicissitude to try to, like, compact the, the monster's, like, joints of its fingers together so it can't grip onto the sides of the, the window anymore, so it sure. will slip off the side of it. I love that. Let me get vicissitude and composure together. That is Monster awesome. arthritis. Yeah. That's slick. Respect. <laughs> is that in composure? Yes. Gotta keep cool. It's gonna be cool. I got one success. One success. Okay, you managed to get one of those hands to form over against it. And you can see as the hand begins to web and then form and become, become that same metastasized flesh, but in its own alabaster white. And it stares down as it loses its grip off that one and begins to flail from the car. Uh, it looks like it's struggling to keep on, but it has one grip still on the front fender of Baby Blue. What are we doing to save Baby Blue? Who's next? I'll see that that's successful and try it with the last claw. Beautiful. All right, Sybil, what are you doing to that last claw? Uh, I'm just going to, like, brute strength, like, lift it, try to lift it off of Baby Blue. Is there anything you're doing to assist that brute strength? No. Okay. <laughs> it's Are you just, sure? I don't think I have anything to do that. I mean, not really. Okay, <laughs> let's do it then. Go for it. Let me get a strength plus brawl. Okay, I can. Yeah, I got that. All right, babes. All right, babes. One, two, three, four successes. Beautiful. Uh, they failed miserably. Nice. For you, what does this look like as you keep this thing off of Baby Blue and give you guys an exit? Uh, Sib had been in sort of a like disengaged position up until this point, like seat leaned back, waiting for all the fighters to finish. Um, and seeing Niles successfully rip a claw, she like, <sighs> fine, and gets up and almost like Bruce Banner-esque, you see the shirt kind of get a little stressed and she 
rips it and there is a uh like excitement with being able to just like spend a little bit of that energy as it flies away and then she just all right okay you launch this beam this seven foot monster into the air as it cascades off the rim of the windshield burrows ducking down in the whole front half having to pick themselves down to see as it flaps out and unfurls completely the wings encroaching over itself as it bodies out the back uh, and uh, collides with the back fender before full-on road killing into the, the road behind you, uh, falling to the floor completely. Looking back as, as the second row looks back to see uh, how it fared, whatever Sybil has just accomplished here, it's not moving, not yet. It's crumpled up in its wings and shuddering on the floor and cracking itself out. But with a successful drive roll, uh, Burroughs, you believe this could be the moment you need to get away. Nice. I'm, I'm taking it. Just you know, whatever I can to try to, as fast and as uh, quickly as I can, I'm going to get the hell out of there. Right. Let me get a uh, dexterity plus drive, my friend. Okay. Can I assist him? Yes, you can. How are you assisting? Can I let the shadows uh, coalesce again and reach out and try and like obscure the car a little bit? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm overreaching my abilities. Uh, no, but... I love that. Taillights. There are yeah. plenty yeah. of shadows because the the only light coming off this car are the headlamps, which one has been broken now, mm-hmm. and then the taillights themselves. So this is all shadow. You can absolutely put that to help. So let me get a dexterity drive from. Burrows and let me get a um, a oblivion plus stealth for you. Uh, not not to pile on, Caleb, but if I can yep. give this thing a part a parting shot, that would absolutely. be absolutely yeah. Let me get great. a firearms okay. uh, dexterity from you. Can we both okay. just do a parting shot as we do yeah. that? Yeah. So let me get Burrows with his drive first. For sure. So yep. I failed the first one. I'm going to burn a willpower, and I now have two successes. Beautiful. Two successes. I also got one success. Three successes. And then let's see our shots. Four. Four successes. Only one success. So ten total? Yeah, something like that. Sick. Enough. You fire in and you can see this thing crumpled over as the two buckshots collide. They roll over again and their wings begin to bleed as those uh, outstretched uh, bodied bat leather uh, begins to hull through um, like Swiss cheese as you guys pull away in this shadowed uh, miasma of oblivion as you pull through. You punch it to 90 miles per hour and make for the, uh, the exit that breaks out into actual road. Um, we are going to say for time's sake that you absolutely get away from whatever this was and have successfully outrun the beast of Black Dragon Canyon. What Moving- in the Sam hell was that shit? Anybody ever seen something like that before? It looks sick. No, not like it. Cool today, but like Oh, Ill. thank God. No, I'm talking about Dean. I'm gonna have to talk to Dino about this. I mean, it was weird as hell. I don't know what it was, but I'm gonna find out. Oh, thank God. He's good for that. Does, does this look like a, a gangrel that just had a really bad day? A really bad day, though. That must Go be ahead. like fucking gangrel with rabies. I don't know what the hell that was. Is that uh, simple. That that sounded like a check here. Let's go yeah. for um, intelligence and occult. 
successes nice you definitely with your close personal understanding definitely have seen some of those powers on very powerful gangrel but there are aspects of this you have never seen in your life if that was a gangrel it used to be one whatever it is now is different more powerful scarier than you've ever seen it's not anything you can do this is kind of like you said, Allison, gangrel with, what, rabies? Something. It's a bad rabies. End of it, yeah. Called it carry around a water spritzer. They're hydrophobic, aren't they? Bats are gangrel. Rabies. Rabid, rabid things are hydrophobic. <laughs> we spritz them with water, they go away. That's... I don't yeah. think... Is that? What? I don't it's know. not a phobia. It's the... The muscles of the neck spasming. <laughs> All right, there's a whole lot of science talk going on, but I, I, I'm, I'm more worried about getting us fucking home. So, I, I'm just desperately looking for this this place that we're supposed to find. You peel yeah. out and arrive at the small town of Emery, which is a Podunk town, um, which uh, houses a motel that you know of to be safe. Uh, it's called the One Night. Um, and you were told by Dino that this is one of the places safe to Kindred on the way back to I-15, um, and even more so that if you pay a fine price, then you can get food, uh, not the kind that Burroughs is looking for, the kind that most Kindred are looking for. Um, well, I didn't. we didn't pay full price, so I think uh, we'll pull in. And as everyone is filing out, Burroughs will look at his car and just shake his head and be like, Casey's going to kill me, man. I'll, I'll tap his like, side and be like, you're fucked. And by, just walk by. Sorry about that, though. Is, there a, is it like a motel? Does it seem like we could take our own rooms or something? Yes, it is absolutely a motel. It's like uh, one of those like uh, rectangle, uh, three rectangles together sort of layouts where you've got uh, three uh, stories of rooms, all of them separate from themselves. You get your key from the auxiliary building and then you're free to pick whatever shitty uh, room you'd like to stay in, uh, whatever roaches you'd like. Um, the person at the front um, almost looks expectant to see you, Burroughs and um, slides you uh, room keys, uh, three of them. Um, now I'll say this, uh, we're all welcome to stay where we like. We got three rooms, but uh, let's remember what the hell just happened about five minutes ago. So I'd maybe recommend we are together tonight, huh? Maybe keep a watch out? I think that's actually very reasonable. Sure. I haven't had any say in anything so far. Why would I start now? Well, you got to say now. You got to say now. You can stay with us or you can stay in a random room. Can we trust them not to run? Safety in numbers, I said. Fine. And you can turn the lights off. It'll be really fun, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. I I, I would not recommend turning the lights off with us. Unless you would Mm -hmm. like to. 
Gross. Uh, actually, I will not be sleeping wherever those two fuckers are sleeping. That's disgusting. Actually, give me one of those keys. Anyone who wants to join me away from these creepy shits, fine. All right. They get their own room. We're going to our own room. That sounds very wise of you. Safer. There is uh, one individual in the lobby uh, alongside all of you that is getting uh, coffee from one of the instant coffee machines, the sort of vending machines off the side with these big open windows that look out on the property. They do kind of give you guys a peculiar look as you're as you're walking out the building and discussing all this. And uh, it's clear that it's been impressed upon them that you all are a very interesting group. Um, he's um, an old uh, silver foxed gentleman with a gray beard and slick backed perfect white hair. Um, and he just sort of glances at all of you, sips his coffee, and he, he leaves through. Um, as um, he leaves, gonna though, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if, if we lock eyes, can I do like awe on him for my presence? Sure. Absolutely, you can. Okay, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> I can see you just rolling your, just just looking, just waving, like as I wave by. Uh, oh, uh, good evening to all of you. You guys have a good night. And I'm directly behind Allison, doing the exact opposite. He he does wave off to Niles too, who gave him the courtesy. Yeah. Um, but he does, Fuck. as he's leaving, he, he looks back and takes a second glasses, uh, glance at Allison, and just for a moment, sort of furrows his brow and scratches at his beard, considering her, and just sort of transfixed in that moment along with I her. I wrap my arms around Allison's shoulder and say, are you looking at something, buddy? Oh, no, not at all. I was just, uh, you're all good looking people. You have a good night. And he goes, and, and before he does, he looks to a beeper off his side. He goes, oh, shit. And he goes off into the parking lot. A fucking beeper? What the fuck? Could, could I tell that these two folks that we've interacted with so far uh, are humans? Yes. So the, the mortal behind the bar or, or behind the sort of receptionist desk is absolutely human. You do get the sense that someone has been feeding her. Um, she is got a healthy glow for someone of her considerable age she's maybe in her 80s but looks uh like she's been 80 for a long time would be your guess um she has very clear powerful skin um and she seems to hang on each of your words um almost like a mosquito mite around a a fresh body right um but she's absolutely mortal the other gentleman, human off the side of the road. Uh, you think he's just staying in one of the, the rooms there. And he has a beeper? Yeah. Are there any of those, like, colorful brochures for, like, here are the sites around, here are the, like... There are, and all of them are sort of for major cities in Utah. Not a single <laughs> one for Emory. Uh, there's nothing in this place. When you roll through, there are, like two trailer parks and some little uh like what you could think passes for a suburb but they're tucked into this canyon sort of lost to civilization the most you could see for activity around this place is there's a mechanic shop up on uh, the hill past the motel and then there is a biker bar uh, or at least what looks like a biker bar down uh, towards the the sort of on-ramp back through to the interstate um and it looks like that place looks like the most lively thing here in Emory is these people who have loaded up their bikes in that long row outside of the bar. They're, they're in the dive drinking. That's really the only light that's still going around at four o'clock in the morning. 
You I do think... all become aware that you've got maybe 30 minutes before dawn starts to peak and you all die. I take three of each of the brochures, like every single brochure, I take three of them. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got plenty of brochures for what to do in Salt Lake City if you ever visit. Thank you. I want to take, uh, make sure we, I have our weapon, but I'm also going to take a couple of blood bags. Okay. So are you doing this out in the parking lot in the middle of the motel? I'm going to try to be subtle. Like I wouldn't like go walk around with this thing. I'm going to like put it up my back. Go straight to the room. Like straight up. Like I'll hide the shotgun in the back of my shirt in the ass pocket, you know, like just slip it in there. Oh yeah. Pocket of shotgun. (laughs) Not like it's like it's hidden under, not ass pocket. Like you're sticking it in the pants. In between your cheeks. Yeah. That's it. Between the clothes guys. I'm hiding. Like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, this is a kindred friendly place. You know that this you can be a little less guarded here. It is still a little worrying to you to bring out the shotgun and Kevlar from the baby blue, which has clearly been mauled by a bear or something to passerbys. Uh, but you manage to do so and you take it back up to your room. I'm not going to make you roll for that. Um, I'm assuming everyone is going back to their rooms for the night? Yeah. I have to say... Maybe the last thing we do here, but some of you I, are I, very I do have hungry. one bit. Of, I want everyone to finish, but I have one bit of business left. Okay. Yeah. I'm... Some of you are very hungry. Are there any attempts made? Do, do I have time to try to find some local wildlife? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. before you go to sleep tonight, you're going to go back out into the wilderness. You got about yeah. 15 minutes. You got to hope that something's behind the motel, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and dog. give me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no dogs. Um, give me a survival plus wits, and let's see what you can find out. There. Vegans can't right, be cool. choosers, Vince. Mm. It's, it's, you're, you're right. You're right. All right. Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, that is uh, two successes. T. You find uh, along the chain link fence that sort of scopes out the trash area behind this motel, uh, uh, behind the one night where it stinks of filth and shit. It seems that someone's been living back here and it's just a wretched place to be in. But this is usually where you eat, especially in a city. Um, You do manage to find perched on that chain link fence, a Salt Lake City possum um, that is sort of curled up and you can see that there are two children along with it that are climbing along the fence, little babies. Uh, you'd assume the babies are newborns uh, within a few weeks of being born. And the possum is still uh, fat with that mother's uh, uh, shape after giving birth. And um, That's veal this for Ragel. Yeah. Those little babies. This is what's on the menu unless you'd like to go to bed hungry. Nope. Uh, so long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What does this look like, Rigel? What does this feel like? He, uh, it, it, it takes a lot for him to get through it, but he thinks back to the horse. He thinks back to the horse beneath um, that, you know, the, the sands of Las Vegas, you know, all those probably months ago, um, and how good it felt. And he just, he doesn't think about it too hard. He just closes his eyes, doesn't think about what he's doing, and just consumes. The fangs extend, and then he just begins drinking. Regal, this is no quarter horse. The horse yeah. had power and strength. It was clearly purposefully selected by Mokur to be your animal. This possum tastes of shit, of filth, of 
a scavenger's life of something that is not ate well, and now neither are you. And as you are sinking your fangs deep into the, the neck of this beast, the children uh, watch you and scurry your way into the shadows of this backyard, uh, and they they move back into the shadows into the plains of Utah, and God willing, they'll survive. But without a mother, things are harder. And when a predator decides to take what you love, there are no concerns made for who you lose. Would anyone else like to feed for the night? Uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm so gonna dejected. go to bed. I'm gonna no. go to bed hungry. I okay. mean, I'll feed, but we're feeding in the room. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh God. I don't no. want to know what that entails. No, no not that. <laughs> for, no, we're not gonna say it. But Caleb, we we're but we're gonna discussed. say it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, Niles, uh, you will start next session with four hunger. I hope you're okay. I'm gonna just Capri Sun my meal, but I'm also gonna try to open the briefcase. Yes. Yes. Really? <laughs> oh. Okay. If I can, <laughs> I just want to know what's in there. Boom. In <laughs> Understood. Okay. Oh, uh, how many hunger levels did I lose there? Uh, you slight just one hunger. Yes. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank Eat, you. Eating off animals does not exactly give you a filling meal unless you're no. stealing cattle. Sybil, yep. I'm going to come back to you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Niall is going to bed without food. Uh, Enoch and Allison, I assume you are dining off of each other for the night. Um, yes. Are you using one of the blood bags? What's the situation here? A little bit of both. We gotta have something to roll around in. That's fair. Uh, we yeah, well, uh, the blood bags, yes, but because of uh, how we specifically feed, too, it's going to be on each other as well. Yes. So uh, I just uh, want to make that clear from a mechanic yes. standpoint, so everyone knows. Oh, I did. They are playing sirens. Oh, yeah. Uh, mechanics. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, sirens. Osiris, it's yeah. it's uh, energy and physicality. Enoch can only feed during intercourse. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Allison can only feed from a fan. Or um, energy, it, yeah, like energy. It's a good <laughs> thing they're both their number one fans. Exactly. Um, so we'll say that you expend two blood bags during <laughs> yes. whatever the fuck that very room looks like after that. Yeah. I assume a maid is very upset the next day. Um, <laughs> God damn. They're going to be, they're out some sheets. They're for, for sure. burning the sheets. They're going to have to get a new mattress. Like, okay. Any pretty. Um, Mal Burroughs, are we feeding? Mal, what are you doing? Uh, I already ate one of the blood oh, bags. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're I'm good for the night? Or I'm, okay. I'm not good, but I'm fine. Okay. Burroughs. Burroughs refuses to feed outside of what he's used to, so he is going to resist. Um, I'll go up by one in hunger. Okay. And, you know, as everyone kind of files in, I know I've got a couple of minutes left. I'm just looking out. I see just the beginning of, of the of the light begin, just, just the blue beginning to appear in the sky, and I just can't go a day without it. So he kind of leans himself against a post, and he can feel the tear in his shirt, the tear in his chest. And he says, Oh, well, I'm tired so lonely. But I must be moving on 
Till the Lord comes and calls, calls me away, oh yes. There will be peace in the valley for me. Someday there will be peace in the valley. For me, oh Lord, I pray There'll be no sadness No sorrow No trouble, trouble I see There will be peace in the valley For me Allison would have been clapping from the windows. As he turns around, Mal is just kind of sitting in the shadows, just against the door jam watching. There is uh, a familiar feeling, um, Burroughs, one that you have been drawn to um, since becoming what you are now. And that is this spike in adrenaline when you can tell that the last dying specks of night are going and the first embers of dawn are reaching on the horizon. It's maybe the last few minutes you have before the sun peeks over and gives you a final goodbye. It's just enough time for your song as Mal peeks in and listens. Is anyone who would like to has heard that song? I'll, I'll, turn, feels... to Mal. I'll turn to Mal and just say Sleep tight, and I'll, I'll go inside. Right. Moving to our, our final moment, um, assuming that the rest of us have gone to bed, we go to Sybil. Sybil, you've had your Capri Sun. Mm -hmm. uh, you're now looking down at the briefcase. Uh, it is a simple affair. Uh, those silver aluminum casings with the sort of ribbed edges so that it's uh, comfortable for travel. It has a lock on the end. Uh, and then an additional padlock off the handle itself. And it also has a set of handcuffs that are attached to the handle, just in case you need to apply it to someone for protection. Um, it looks expensive. It looks well locked, uh, but there's no telling you couldn't get in. You've died and lived again and you'll live forever. And if you wanted to, you could open this. Your mind thinks back to people like Teresa people who took chances, people who thought that they knew, fully understood, and made a decision that would cast them against people who blended into the crowd. You think that maybe with the turn of a few locks and the key on the other side, you could be like her, or you could be like anybody. You could be like Grant. What's the plan? If I'm convinced there's a way to open this without being caught, then I will open it. You think that if you could manage to pick the lock correctly, you could do so in such a way that it would seem as though it was opened correctly. Um, just depends on how well you think you could lock pick. Do it. I know. I'm. 
I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think we got we got in a fight, and I can, as I do with most things, blame the Second Inquisition. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let me get. Um, we'll call this uh, dexterity and larceny. Nice. I forget there's that skill. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, and now that I've fed my hunger's back down to one, yeah? Mm hmm. Bless the Lord already. Already. Love, willpower. Great. That's one success. You cannot open this lock. Unfortunately, you do not gain access. But with one success, there's no clear sign of your entry either. In fact, you could probably try again. I will. Oh. <laughs> That's only one ten, so one success. Actually, again. Hmm? No. No. Power? Willpower. Yeah. Willpower. Willpower. You get three? Yeah. 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 Uh, there we go. That's two successes. Okay. Unfortunately, you do not pass the lock. Damn it. But it does not seem as though it's been tampered with in any way. Okay. For now, you'll have to wonder what's on the other side. Or maybe take it to the rest of the group. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to have friends, even when you're dead, because everyone is plotting to kill you. You might as well have some people that are plotting with you. As sun begins to dawn over the small town of Emory, just a few hours away from Las Vegas, we are ending our first session, our first chapter of Las Vegas by night. Wow. We will meet up with all of you two weeks from now. Thank you all very much. Ah! All my oh. friends are dead. All my friends are dead. Twice now, all your friends are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys gosh. so much for being here. I had an absolute blast. What a great this. first session, Caleb. Thank you. Oh. I'm excited. This was. Do I say anything else? I don't have to say anything else, right? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Patreon. <laughs> Thank you. The chat has been great this whole time. Thanks, guys, yeah. for, for being Thank here. Thank you so much, chat. We had yeah, a great turnout. Huge. I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, who was the gentleman in our... Uh, Jason Carl was here. Jason like Carl, the creator Daddy Vampire. Vampire was yeah. here, so so that was exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so happy to see him here. That's and awesome. since we Very just cool. called him Daddy Vampire, he's never coming back. Yeah. Oh, no. right. He can right. never see this VOD because he's yeah. person. You know what? I'd rather be me. Yep. <laughs> maybe, he'll, maybe he'll like it, okay? Maybe. Who knows? Okay, he's awesome gonna be like, work, I, gotta, I gotta turn up my New York by night game. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we have another game in two weeks, right? We're gonna try yes. to do this bi-weekly. Oui. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> we are. So we're taking next week off, and then we'll be back on. I think that's what, like the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Yeah. The Two day after my birthday. And God willing, yeah. 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 so try to be extra as fuck. God <laughs> so willing, that on, works the, too. on the sixteenth, we'll get to see what Elysium is like. Ooh, all right. Cool. All right. See you later. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, oh, everybody, thank for you tuning in. Hey, we'll see, see you. Ya.